Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Another NFL week in the books. We've got a wonderful Sunday slate to recap for you. The Eagles flying high. Tom Brady flying high solo. Jordan Poyer driving. Tennessee fans are all probably going wild. We're going to recap it all for you. Chris Macon and Kyle go in-depth on NFL Week 6. And then Nicole Auerbach going to talk college football. What the Tennessee win means. Some college playoff look ahead as we're halfway through the season. And why we underrate Clemson so much. We've got the usual Miller Light mentions, and we're going to play a little game. Chris Macon and Kyle are going to pick their coaches they want to spend an evening in the club getting bottle service with. Y'all stay tuned for that and enjoy. I got a housekeeping. Let's start the pod right now. Okay. I started a show this weekend, guys. It's called The Patient. Yay! <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, Directed by what's Chris it about? Wow. It's about a serial killer. Steve Carell's in it. It's it's pretty good. It's at least pretty good. And I'm hooked. The short episodes, I'm into that. Yeah, like yeah. 21 minutes. Unlike our podcast. You got to be able to like slow. I don't think I don't think it's that slow. Slow it fast, slower. obviously. It's slower. Oh, it gets slower. We slow it down. It gets, it gets slower. Yep. Uh, no shoes, nation. That's right. So you've gotten all that. Yeah, yeah. Seventy-eight stuff. shows. His friends fucking weird. The guy. By the way, this guy's hydrated. Yeah. How so? Always oh, pissing. Right, right, right. Steve Carell's just sitting there. The guy's pissing. If you haven't seen the patient, go watch it. It's pretty good. It's, it's on good. Hulu. But these damn ads on Hulu, man. Am I the only one getting ads on Hulu? No, no, no. I'm getting the ads. But what I kinda, the fuck is that about? I already paid for Hulu. I don't need a Chevy Silverado. Back to the Future, I kind of like the minute reset. Like I get up, I brush my teeth. Maybe make it 30 seconds. Go to the John. Maybe make it 30 seconds. Get an ice cream. Hey, I Kyle, don't mind the breaks. Speaking of the breaks, another reason why you were saying the Bills and uh, the Chiefs underwhelmed you, and we can get into that game in a little bit, but because I assume the scoring... It underwhelmed me emotionally because it wasn't a cathartic finish for me. Pat didn't get to drive down the oh, field. Okay. Patrick. Okay. 
Patrick didn't yeah. get to drive down the field. Right tackle got beat inside, and okay. Patrick was under duress. I thought you were one of these, I can't watch football games unless it's 54-51 like Rams. See, he's assuming Chiefs. again about Well, I mean, no. Play. I mean, we, we cleared it up pretty quickly, but most people really are like obsessed with these. They need a point. shootout, it's right? Like the, it's like the Bama-Tennessee game. They're like, oh, this is how football is. No, 24-20 is perfect. Exactly. I 24-20 is a perfect football game. Romo called it. A methodical game where, where two quarterbacks are trying to tr- trying to take what they can get yep. and use their guys. Like you saw Jet McKinnon featured and shit. That's what the Chiefs have to be about when teams are playing like that. That's what Josh Allen has to do. When and I can Chiefs go to the fucking like bathroom and take breaks like like – the patient Hulu because yeah, there's great. not two scores happening while I go get a peanut butter sandwich. So I've been to 19 Kenny Chesney shows and the serial killer is obsessed with Kenny Chesney. In this it's show. funny, dude. And he kind of looks like Macon. A little bit. But you look way healthier. Kenny Chesney's got a great Thanks. show, by the way. Yeah. So, He's got a great show. So, yeah. so uh, Thank you. That's housekeeping. Well, another item in housekeeping. I'll give out my asshole of the week right now to start the show. Let's get the juices flowing here. Okay. Yeah. John Cooper and we've talked about this before the show, Kyle. You tweeted about this this morning. He's the mayor in Nashville. He struck a deal with the Tennessee Titans to build a new dome stadium. Oh, no. Dome stadium. It's on the Metro uh, Council now to vote it down. Please, Metro Council, vote this down. Uh, at this pace, no outdoor stadiums like 2040, I'm thinking. And the worst part is, like, you could not find a place that grass grows better than fucking Tennessee, dude. I just, well, Miami or something. But, like, if you want some good, like, solid. Kentucky's got gl- grass named after Fescue. You. Wait, what are they growing? Bluegrass. Bluegrass. Kentucky bluegrass. You can literally, <laughs> well, it's not in Kentucky, though. It's yeah. close. Yeah, it's close. But, see, Kentucky's a neighbor. Yeah. So they're growing good grass there. Like, what the fuck are we doing? It's like. It's a nice climate. You get a little cold weather. It gets you gray in pick December. Pick a better longitude Bro, like or latitude. And we're putting domes there, dude. I think you have to really define what a dome is, Chris, because what we've seen now, like you play at the the new LA SoFi Stadium, you feel yeah. like you're outside. You feel like you're in one of those futuristic soccer stadiums. Yeah. You do get the weather. You can smell the salt in the air. I'd imagine Nashville, if you had a retractable situation, not like Jim Irsay's Thunderdome. But I'm right, talking about a like dome. that's a tactical with the sun advantage. I'm, I'm talking about that's a greenhouse, really. I'm talking about a, a proper retractable dome. But I don't even want a retractable roof, man. It cheapens the whole experience for me. What Where happens if on? Garth Brooks is playing and it starts raining? Oh, make you it can't... fucking work, Kyle. Up at Gillette every year, they have Kenny Chesney. Hmm. Every year, it's outside, like back to back nights. Like they'll do it, yeah, back and to the, back and to you back. You know, they get the nor'easterns and shit up there. That was close. What is it? Nor'easter. Nor'easter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but it typically happens in the Nor'east. Nor'east. Yeah. Yeah, they get those all the time. It's right off the water, and they don't need a fucking dome. To Kyle's point, where are you on canopies? Like in Miami, we we now have a canopy, which doesn't cover the playing surface. Fine. But most of the Canopy's fine. Looks like European. Looks like soccer. I think that shit's dope. You want to keep the fans dry, especially Dolphins fans. Is that the only reason, though? Which is ironic. Because they're robots. They're like the two anon people are like robots. You get them wet, they short circuit. So yeah, keep those people dry. Dude. We want to make sure we can play God and control the weather for for non football events. Is that the idea with these domes? Yes, I guess that's mega the whole church, point. six days a week. Joel, Derek, Her- Derek Henry Church of the Rush on yeah, exactly, Sunday. Exactly. Damn. And come see Toby Keith Thursday night. So, anyways, I good, uh, good good beehole. And also, you. yeah, eight hundred. Kyle, what was it that you tweeted, Jonathan? Oh uh, yeah, Jonathan retweet. Jones. Uh, eight hundred and eighty million dollars is uh, what the the city's willing to fork over and 
2.2 billy. Yeah, so eight, uh, the is, Titans will bring 800 million of the planned 2.2 billion for the doomed stadium to the doomed. Yeah, you, nice. Freudian Good slip is what we call that. Titans Boy. will bring 800 million of the planned 2.2 billion for the doomed stadium to the table. Doom. Still like some that. work to get it to the finish line is Jonathan Jones. <laughs> I'm going with Doom Stadium, bro, because this stadium doom. fucking sucks. Thunder Doom. Okay, I was going to be two, 2032. Oh, wow. I'm going to be goddamn, I don't know how old I'm going to be when this stadium gets old. built. And I'm going to remember talking about it on this podcast and that, how much it sucks. That being said, it looks nothing I like better than a rendering. Oh, render, yeah. Rendering. Render, yeah. render me anything. I'll, I'll gaze at it for 45 minutes. That's Look a that. fucking weak rendering, though. They need to... A lot of renderings are like the the. Remember when you used to get the video game information packets before they came out, and you'd yeah. be like, it'd be like screenshots from in game. And, yeah. and when you finally get the game, you're like, this game Not sucks. As cool. <laughs> Not as cool. Kind of looks like all the other dome game stadiums. Sucks. Oh, but it's got this cool feature. You know who's got a cool feature in their stadium? Uh, Cutter is hosting the uh, the World Cup, right? But they're like very mean to women in that region. The woman who designed the stadium covertly made it look like a vagina. And I think that's the most that's brilliant amazing. thing I've ever seen, look dude. Like a little I've bit. I've never seen one, but I a could I bit. would imagine that Well I didn't realize it would be right so there. Big. Like so this is Al Janobe Stadium, is that right? In Qatar? The, yeah. And that and in Qatar they're not nice to women, which is a very bad thing. And uh and it's it's very fucking stupid, but that stadium is not stupid. Al Janoub, more like Barely Labia Stadium. What? Well, what I'm needed saying more time. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Zada Hazid, who's uh, who's since deceased, but but really dropped a bomb on Cutter. Beautiful stadium. Like just <laughs> fuck you guys, fuck the patriarchy. I'm I'm all about it. You know. All right. So. Uh, some guys listen to this or crashing their car. They're so mad. I just said that <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> um, okay, now, America's guys, teams. America's teams. You want to start us off? Sure, sure. It's pretty simple this week because you can you you take the Vols. I might I might. It's the Philadelphia Eagles one. Up. It's the Vols two. Uh, it's the Philadelphia Phillies three. Uh, it's both New York football teams four and five. Look I'm at not, that! I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna overthink this, dude. Like, right? It's both it's pretty fucking simple. This weekend was, we put in the group chat, what's the better sports town right now? New York City (parentheses Jets and Giants) or Philly uh, (parentheses Eagles and Phillies)? Nate Collins answered C, New York, because of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's a big Which is the only of the three teams in New York City. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and you yeah, pointed yeah. out that irony, which is beautiful. So uh this is a big weekend for for the Eastern Seaboard. Bad weekend for the Deep South. The Falcons of all teams, the only team not to let people in the South down this weekend. You had I mean shit, you had Bama, obviously Saturday. You had uh you had who else? New Orleans lost on Sunday. You had the Braves lost this weekend at the Tampa. hand of one of America's teams. You count them as a South. And you had Herschel Walker. Mm. Flashing a fucking fake police badge, uh, fraudulent. Mm -hmm. So like, it was a bad week for the Deep South. Give me, uh, give me those five America's teams. I'll join you with the Tennessee Vols. I'll, I'll also add uh, Tulane, the Green Wave. Um, unlike James Madison, those frauds, they can stay in the top twenty-five. They're in the top twenty-five at six and one. They went to South Florida 
and uh, and got a win this weekend. South Florida, fellas, is located in uh, West Central Florida. I think that's Miami. It's that's Tampa. Greater Miami. They're located in Tampa. Isn't that wild? And they're great. South Florida. I think it's still Greater Miami. Yeah, Miami Gardens probably Why Miami. Would they call it that. Miami, isn't it strange? Yeah, yeah it's fucking weird. It's Florida, man. Um, you is know, it further north than UCF? Is it further east than than uh, than what was the city we were doing this with? Detroit. Detroit. Great That's question. Great question. That's a great question. Tampa, Florida. See, now I'll take you behind the uh, scenes here. I'm gonna go to Tampa on Google, all right, yeah. and then I'm gonna zoom out. Yep. What I do is zoom out. So uh, Tampa is about equal with uh, it's it's it's, oh my it's farther God, west crazy. than Toronto. So it's west of Detroit because Detroit's right under Toronto. Uh, no, Detroit's under Windsor. Sorry, it's it's Buffalo's further west of uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Little geography here Not for you Cincinnati. this morning. Cleveland. Uh, okay, okay keep terrific. Going. You know, Kyle uh, Tulane at six and one, getting so much recognition. The school plans to expand by twenty twenty five, which is cool. Expand in what regard? Uh, they're becoming four lane. Ah. <laughs> it's on Woo! tape. It's on tape, bro. That was great. Nice. It's on tape. Okay. Look at his face right now. He's so fucking happy. That was good. That's, that was that's fun. his whole week right there. That was <laughs> so fun. fucking happy. That was Sell a couple stuff. homes yeah. and do a two lane joke. It's better okay. than a jizz lane joke. Oh, got you. Okay. <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcats are my third America's team because. You talking on, about that petter ass? On October 4th, I looked up, they got a commitment. From Edgerin son, Jizzle James. Yes. Oh, that Jizzle James. The number thinking. 69 overall prospect in the class of 2023 nice. out of Olympia High School in Orlando, Florida. He committed to Cincinnati. You know how they did from North Carolina at yeah. guard, 6'6", six, six, Michael Jordan. Yeah. It just makes me laugh to think about from Cincinnati uh -huh. at guard, 6'1", uh -huh. Jizzle James. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's pretty sweet. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to add the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> And uh, with all due respect to <laughs> producer Scott, who um, well, he loves the Yankees. I mean, what 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 more can you say? As a Yankees podcast, as a Yankees hat, seven oh seven watches the Yankees. Seven oh seven first pitch. Uh, the Guardians are um, are trotting out somebody called Aaron Savali. Cool. He's got a five ERA. Um, Which isn't good. Not great. Not good, Cotton. Not great. Not not, not so great. Garrett Cole was great was great yesterday. It was. And the Yankees will probably win because that's what the Yankees do. They <sighs> they win games, they advance in the playoffs. I hope so, because if they win, we're going to New York, right, Saturday night? This coming Saturday night. Uh -huh. I got making yeah. a ticket. I'll be there oh, one time. You know, making, I, thought we're, I thought moving up here that, that we were going to be friends. This was, uh, it was, yeah. it was really in my sights. Wait, what's I've been here for a while. I think we'll also be thing. in New York on Saturday night. <laughs> I think. Yeah, oh, Kyle, yeah, I got Kyle you a ticket too. There. Yeah, Kyle, got we're you all ticket. going to the Yankees. Me a ticket. Yeah. Scott can get you a ticket. Scott, got you a ticket. We're going to sit with the people. Making you need a sit ticket. with the people. Well, see, the that's peeps. why the Guardians really are one of my teams. This would <laughs> this would cancel a plan, okay, which it. is just the best. Got it. Nothing better than a canceled plan. Would you go plan. with us though? I don't know. Could you talk to my wife? Oh, absolutely. Okay. When do we have to call her? Uh, On the show. No, we're not going to do that. Let's let's just see how tonight goes. Okay. Because this Aaron Savali. You know, might just go ham. <laughs> so so they're America's team. Knocking on wood. They could ensure that you don't have to do yeah. something fun. Right. I love that. Right. And I relate to that. Scott, I really want you to be happy. Thank you. And um, I just, I don't like the Yankees so much. I understand that. And our uniform, our uniform, um, um, yeah, um, tournament. Yeah, tournament. 
really really hurt all of the teams we picked to go through. Uh, uh, Did Cardinals, fade everybody? Dodgers, oh, nice. they were both out early. Nice. Jays gone in a, in a heartbeat, and the, the Yanks, the only team of the Final Four remaining. Uh, good luck to your club. Thank you very much, Scott. It's going to be Nestor Cortez, the man of the people, possibly throwing tonight. And I'll round it out. I'll join you with the JTS. I mean, that's a great story. 27-10, it was... Uh, it was a 27-10 ball game. Yeah. America's team. Yep. New York Jets. Dominant. Kyle, Dominant. you want to go with like the Navy SEALs at one? I've got the uh, Team USA soccer team <laughs> who's got the Olympics coming up. Yeah, that's I'm true. not even sure if we're in it, but yeah, I'm assuming if you've got a country and we have a country, we're going to be in this thing. Yeah. Um, number two, Syracuse. A real football team. And I'm starting to think that there is a I'm starting to think that there's a conspiracy theory. Me and Matt were talking about this. Feel free to chime well, in. Well there is probably a conspiracy there's theory. So, it's probably coming. There's so many people that are in the media that went to Syracuse that cover oh. Syracuse. Adam Shine being one of them. Oh yeah. Huge Syracuse Homer, like sings them to the highest. You know Tariko. what I'm saying? They're all Syracuse guys. That's yeah. why they are America's team. That's one of those. Uh, why can't it, they better fund the fucking program? Why do they have to back channel an undefeated season? <laughs> like just right now, they got Dino Babers and a bunch of guys that you haven't heard of. The Giants, point. number three, <laughs> because I like Brian Dable more than number four, Robert Sala, and the Jets. Okay, but they're also doing well enough to be in my top five. That's good, and I love seeing the Packers lose. Nothing makes me happier than seeing Sauce Gardner. There's your catharsis. Wearing, yeah, that was great. Seeing Sauce yeah. wear the friggin' cheese head at yeah. Lambeau. And Lost I just, in the Sauce. Did y'all see that graphic? I just know how pissed people are. Lost to the Sauce. Lost in the Sauce. Like, receivers are going to be just lost in the Sauce. Well, they lost to the Sauce at that point. Yep. Hey, last night yep. he was cheese sauce. Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, y'all know that fondue? And five, I got hungry, bro. And five Bills. I got to tip my cap to the Bills, America's team, because the Chiefs have been America's team, really, you know, if you boil it down to it, yeah. with the winning and everything, and the Bills kind of just said, not so fast. I really neglected the Bills this in, week. In the daytime, which is like, in, in a daytime game, a primetime daytime game, those oh. are always weird. It's, no, they're great. If, if, I I, agree. if two good teams play at 425, like it's great. If See, two I bad like teams play at four twenty five, kill me. You know, Cardinals, Seahawks. If that's what was on, and no disrespect to the Seahawks, who might actually be good, um, kill me. Well, if that we, was have, we you have know what I mean? we have to reserve Nick one Bolton, of the three. Hit me, in the, hit me in the head, Nick Bolton. One of the three primetime games must go to the Denver Broncos. That's in the that's in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it's in the bylaws. Year, so. so they might be one of America's that's like teams. BYU. That's right. Right, do they have a good communications uh, Apparently. department? They have the Illuminati built Syracuse. their airport. Yeah. Hey, cats, look at my machine. Mike Tirico <laughs> built their airport. <laughs> look at this. Look at my uh, machine. What's going on? Oh, USA, terrible kids. Let's go. Ooh. This so, is this. This is this. Uh, what I like are we the blue ones. I don't like the white kids. I really love the, the, the badge. We're looking the at the. You like that shield? I love the shield. That, that represents one, two, three, Colin four, five, six, seven. The seven colonies. There were seven colonies. Yeah. Got it. Colin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So we like those blues. Yeah, I like the blues. I don't like the whites so much. Okay. Okay. So we got through America's teams. That's good. That would put us, by the way, one of America's teams, not the Titans. I can guarantee you that. I don't know if we'll be doing this podcast in 2032, but I can guarantee you I'll never make an America's team again if they play indoor. Wow. 
Keep freezing cold take right there. Freezing cold. Well, I think they're my new America's team because of the nobody's going to be freezing making. cold out there because everybody's too fucking when, scared of the elements. When 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 Waylon Long is like a nickel corner on the Titans, you're they're going to be off your list. I could well for the reasons of homerism and not being a homer, okay. I'm not going to put them on right. America's team. By the way, if Waylon Long could do anything, become any football player, I want to be Matt Milano. I almost came home last night, woke him Spy, up. Spy, Spygate. And put NFL Rewind on the laptop and just said, son, watch this guy play football. Yeah. Like, if you're going to play linebacker, <clears throat> I don't know if they have a conveyor belt that spits out square-jawed <laughs> white guys that run around and just tackle well uh, <laughs> up at BC. Yeah. But, like, fucking, he just, the torch got passed to Matt Milano. I feel like in the last, we'll, we'll get there. I don't want to get. The pictures wanna, are on the wall uh, at the university of all the guys who have come before him. I mean, that guy's insane. Like, Matt Milano is so fucking fun to watch. There's just so many tackles in the league that you you can't take for granted. Like out in the flat, you know, on the sideline, he just he just he's he's fucking perfect, dude. Love Matt Milano. How about a little taste of Landon Dickerson coming right down your throat? <laughs> Easy there, Chris. The Chris with no H. Because Chris Collinsworth is sick, bro. He said that last night. I know. He's you a heard sick, that? He's a sick fuck. He knows what he's doing. And me and Reed were talking about this. I was like, do you think he means to do Like, does he have a plan to do this? And I was like, you know what? He loves connecting with guys that are his son's age that have that sense of humor. And right. we love this shit. Right, we, right. Eat, we eat this Lander Dickinson up your throat and stuff up. Yes. <laughs> We did. As a nation, uh, we said no thanks collectively. But The old crowd doesn't hear it. We hear it. Oh, we hear it. I like yeah, old crowd does not hear it. No. You're right. He might not hear it, which is the point is like Chris yeah. doesn't hear it. It's like a children's movie you can watch with your kid and still it's laugh like at Rocky jokes. It's like at the fucking dinner table when he used to say things like moist, like the chicken's moist and we all br crack <laughs> this, up. This is some yeah. moist meat. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, like it, uh, we had to have a code for that's what she said. It was bagel. bagel. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would but, say bagel aloud to each other? Instead of that's what she said. And then would how would Dad would be like, I don't know. Bagel's not what? for dinner. What? Again. Bagel's not for dinner. What do you guys keep saying bagel for? Yeah. So the, the older generation just doesn't get it, dude. So maybe Chris didn't get it, but Philly, Dallas. Okay. The vibes were incredible in that stadium. I didn't bet the Eagles until right up to kickoff, bro. Like, Megan and I were talking really? about this. I was, well, there was a lot of points, man. And in fact, I'm a coward, so I bought the the fucking points to to minus four. Well, almost wicked smart on your part. It almost was wicked they went smart. For two. They went for two. Uh, I had the Eagles tease with the under. That number was 49. I had uh, I had Cooper Rush's under completions. Anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that now because uh, I posted a fucking picture every drive. I had a tally mark going. It was at like two or three for the length of like the Godfather. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden he was Dan Marino in the second half. So like, uh, never a doubt for the Eagles with the atmosphere, but for your boy, very scary. And I want to send out a personal thank you to Brandon Graham, who was a great teammate on the field for me, but an even better teammate for your boy as I'm washed up watching on the couch, sweating three Eagles related bets because he hit Cooper Rush last night. And maybe the game changes because of this, but most certainly for so many Americans who had the Eagles on their ticket, CD was scoring. He's scoring, bro. And BG, there's no stat for that. The ball flutters out, um, and it falls into CJ Gardner-Johnson's hurt-ass hurt, hurt -ass hands. Mm -hmm. He's not catching a ball that's coming in there hot. So BG, thank you, bro. I love you. Fucking love you, man. My kids appreciate you. I was going to have to come home and wake them up 
and instead of Matt Milano tape, we were going to go outside and get shots up because they're going to have to go on scholarship. I had a lot of money on that game. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I had a lot of money on that game. It's, it was a... Uh... It was unreal. I mean, I'm going to give my Bevel Conway to them right away. I'm yeah. going to give the Bevel Conway, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Because, nice my God, that was beautiful Ooh, to watch. In prime time, you get the, the glimmering of the lights and the helmets, the classic Cowboys uniform, the Eagles. Also, I just love Jalen Hurts, the drive starters from the Eagles. They're on schedule as an offense. They're able to not be in a hurry and still hit explosives when they need it and when they feel the time is right. Um, we hey. How difficult do you think those those reads are? That pull, that put it in the belly and pull it back out. That's something that you uh, it becomes second nature. And I and I, there was in the low red, there was one on the RPO where Jalen was looking right. Everybody goes right, and it's so simple. It's like you're fooling a five year old with your eyes. I'm looking here, the ball's here, and it, you can see on that touchdown, look right, free throw over the top, easy. Jalen makes it look easy, and the reason it's so effective is he can run, he can throw, but they're on schedule and they don't have to do anything too crazy. Lane coming out with a concussion. Which, they was, got through at least the first half. The first half know, because was that's gravy. where you had to put your you had to get your feet in the ground against that defense and get get off to a lead. Which is why Sirianni, man, like, and I'm hoping that ticket for fucking coach of the year cashes. But Brian mm. Dable out here being so goddamn perfect, he's good. I have a top seven for you. A oh, you got later. seven? Yeah. Okay, good. They made Cooper. <laughs> they made Cooper human in the first half and made him come back down to earth. And credit to him, he did come back out and do a lot better in the second half and in the two minute too before the half. But well, the, the big thing is this: it's suffocated the, it's him. It's Sirianni on up seven nothing, I think, and they're in the low red. It's fourth and four. The the quarter's ending, and put yourself in the mind of a, a Dallas Cowboy defender. You are fucking. You're you're treading water. You're you're swallowing a little water. Like you're trying to get to the edge of the pool. You're waiting for the bell. Like if it's boxing, right? You, the the quarter's almost over. Let's just get here. We can regroup. Talk about this. You're afraid they're going to go for it because it's Nick Sirianni. It's the Eagles. They run the offense back out. Dallas is flat footed. So what happens is you you're you're slow and then you speed up and you're like got to get lined up and that's the way you can get guys off off you know offside. So. You know, they extend that drive, go up 14 nothing, and then they're able to play their game. They possess the, the football for, like, the whole first half, and they got the ball out. You said two and a half seconds, less than two and a half seconds. Jalen Hurts just, you know. Are there ever big-brained fellas on the D-line saying, hey, they're not going to freaking snap yes, it? Yes, all the time. But Do not you, move. I can't they say D-Jo, and for people at home, D-Jo is D-J-O, don't jump off sides. Yep. And that's what D-linemen tell each other. And it took me like five years to figure out what they were screaming at each other before the play. But DJ Akeem Hicks used to say it all the time: "Do not jump off sides." Yeah, and 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 still, there's always somebody because the adrenaline's so high. You know, you're down there in the end zone where you're you're on defense on the road, so it's not they're not screaming, but it's loud there. Like there's just chaos, bro. Like people are running on the field, they're running off. The quarter's about to end, so you're thinking if they're gonna go. Matt said this when we were sitting up there. I thought it was an interesting point. He was like, I'm thinking, why wouldn't, if they're going to go on fourth and four, why wouldn't they let the quarter hit so you can, you know, call a play? But, you know, I'm thinking, conversely, you know, if you hurry up, you catch them flat footed. And that's what the defense is thinking, too. Like, damn it, they're going to go and they're going to go fast. So they're all charged up. So Sirianni, great job um, doing that. And then, like, the whole thing with, with not blocking Micah Parsons, it was right under our nose. Like, how do you block? The, the most feared edge rusher on the on the field any given Sunday, it's it's slow him down and make him have to to process things. Not that he can't process; he's a brilliant football player. 
But what, what Micah Parsons is, and since I've been in the NFL, there's only a handful of guys I could say this about, one of the best instinctive football players I've seen on the defensive side of the football. He's just, uh, he's a football machine, dude. Like, he, he makes all the right decisions. But most of those are, you know, intuitive decisions. You know, they're instinct decisions. He obviously has to process, and that defense is more complex than we know. But in a, in a play, when you make a guy stop his feet before he starts them again, widen his base, have to think about A.J. Brown, have to think about a pull play, that sucks. And especially early in the game for a rusher who's going against Lane Johnson, who's going against that group, to not be in a rhythm and not get some some shots at a, mm. at a conventional pass rush, that fucks you. He should have been blowing up A.J. Brown coming across the formation because that's legal. We're always coached if you have a cross or, or somebody, whether it's a boot or whatever it is, if you blow up A.J. Brown, that takes away Jalen's primary read and you climb the field mm -hmm. and pressure him. You used to get a bunch of sacks or pressures like that on boots because you knock off the crosser. Who is the dump down guy. That's the dump down guy. It's the first read. You knock him off and then you climb. And, and you know, I, they should have coached him to do that earlier. But Sirianni, great game plan. I'm glad you brought up uh, Micah having to deal with being responsive to, you know, uh, what was the word you were using? Um, his, I'm glad you brought up Micah's, you know, the reads he was having to make In, yesterday. Yeah, they're not intuitive. So they're, yesterday yeah. the Eagles did a lot of pulling at Micah. They did a lot of bringing guys across the formation where Micah's eyes aren't just trained on the ball now. Yeah. He can't just react as a physical freak. He's got to play that game within the game. What am I going to be expecting pre-snap? And it's what guys like Aaron Donald have come to expect in the <clears> game and have prepared for, like wham blocks. We're going to leave the defensive lineman unblocked. Literally, you'll see two offensive linemen split a defensive lineman like the opposite of a double team, yeah. and somebody will come from somewhere else and hit him yep. because they'll go, oh, my God, I'm unblocked, and then yep. they get blocked. Landon yep. Dickerson hit Micah yesterday so square on a Miles Sanders run, I think, and it was – Came right down his throat. It was exactly what you need to do as an offense. When you got a guy like Micah, you got to run at him. You can't run away from him. They'll well, chase and, you down. And you brought up Aaron Donald. Like, you can't run the read play and read Aaron Donald. Like, that's another layer of decision making. The edge guys are going to be more responsible for those things. Like, you know, there are very real implications to Micah not taking the dive or the pitch, uh, you know, or, or the, the quarterback or, you know, not taking. Um, a guy that he's got a peel on, like a, a, a you know a halfback trade in coverage or something, like he has to think a lot. And so the being an edge guy is fucking hard. It's complicated more than you know. And so you know, like giving him all that stuff to think about, slowing him down. So I, thought was really I have genius. to ask you a question about yeah. what you just said, yeah. so, and you got to teach me because I'm an alignment. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm a D end and the running there's a running back on my side in shotgun, yeah, and say I'm on the say I'm over the right tackle, yep. Um, and my responsibility is rush unless mm -hmm. he swing routes. Yeah, well, so so right? a lot of times if there's a blitz, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be responsible for the peel that sort of thing, or you might get a peel call before the before you line up. Like when I was in New England, something like that. That defense is very complex, so you're getting calls right up until the snap. Like you you get this long ass complicated call, and then there's a check, and then there's a third check right yeah. before you. You know, like. And that's being an edge rusher. It's a lot to process. And I don't know what Dan Quinn's defense is like, uh, but I know that even for defensive ends, a lot of the time, that you know, teams will have rules. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not just a base down, like run of the mill, like, hey, they're running read option at you now. They're, they're making you think, they're making you read A.J. Brown, uh, all types of stuff. Sirianni just threw the kitchen sink at him. 
and that's really big for a rusher. I used to get so frustrated early in a game if I couldn't get reps in the first and second quarter because that's when you warm up. It's like a rhythm a shooter. Yeah, I mean, and so they actually survived that first half in a lot of ways, yep. and they got to the second half where, hey, people are going to worry about you know Dallas closing the gap, but a lot of that was a couple big drives where the Eagles were playing off a little bit more. Um, I, I would say this, Meek Mill was in the building. I, there's got to be a metric for when he's at the game, but it's oh, yeah. fucking almost impossible to beat those guys. Uh, with Meek Mill at the game. Jason Garrett succumbed to the vibes. You hear him before the game? He was like, ah, fly Eagles fly, man. You know, like it's 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 irresistible, the vibe, if I can be serious for a moment in Philly on a night like that. It just gets in your blood, man. Uh, it's probably a lot like Chicago on a primetime, you know, evening. Yeah. Dr. Jill Biden was in the house. Jill Biden was in the house. Jill. Jill. No, I, I said Jill. Jill. I said Jill. Uh, I, I just saw her clapping like Nicole Kidman. Well, he'll, he'd, he'd correct the sun, the sunset. I got to give so, a shout out to the Eagles defense, my fantasy uh, defense, Eagles and Devontae yeah. for having you know some big some big catches, a touchdown. It's awesome. Hey, listen up. Yeah. I, I know Dallas does come back by virtue of uh, on occasion. Oh, we come back and play. Uh, yeah. uh, Turpin, that returner, Devontae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is as electric a returner as I've Fast. ever seen. Yeah, they found, him in, they found him in like the, one of these arena leagues. He's really good. But Coach McCarthy, dearest Coach McCarthy. Yeah. It looks better at the end, but when you're down 14 nothing, I knew this was coming. You got to wait to see if if you got the line to gain or yeah. not. Just yeah. wait. Don't run yeah. up to the line. It was it was clear and obvious yeah. that the first down was picked up. You did not need to run that play and give it give it back to them at the then plus 35, which turned into a Jake Elliott field goal and 17 nothing. Even though they did climb back in, it felt like the game was over at 17 nothing. It's a great point. And um, I think another thing that we haven't even talked about yet is Dak Prescott, who's sitting there on the sideline. Cooper Rush made some nice throws, but this is the type of thing that plays right in your hand because – the, the Rams are not the team you have to beat. The fucking whoever you beat in the last five years, the Bengals are not the team you have to beat. The Eagles are the team you have to beat. And Cooper's not going to be quite enough. Like, not on a night like last night. And the Eagles were not perfect, right? So Dak Prescott gives them hope. Christmas will be different at home. And they have a second half to hang their hat on. But, you know, like a really big win for the Eagles. And uh, Dalton Schultz, too. Dalton Schultz. I think they're different with him healthy. When he's when he's healthy, they're you know that that's a big element for them as well. Um, and and Jalen Hurts, man, he we we went this whole time not really talking about Jalen Hurts. Like, listen, he did his job last night, and uh, I probably would vote for him for president. Honestly, he's Straight just up. he's just got he's not he's not old enough. Well, how many more years? How old is too old? Well, thirty five is thirty four is too young. Imagine I'm too. Imagine I'm being. Go ahead. My perfect age for a president, my, my perfect president, 52 years old. It's a great age. Thank you. Not not what we've got right now going on. <laughs> I said, what's the max? Not what we've had for Okay, age. not to get political for yeah. a second, but you're running wow. again. Yeah. Let's get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't put the cart okay. before the horse. <laughs> so, so Jalen Hurts, when he turns 42 or whatever, I would, tr- I would trust the fucking guy to launch a missile. You know, I, f- I feel like if he launches a missile, it's probably the right decision. Idris Alba turned down 007 so Jalen Hurts could take it. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great take. Jalen First Hurts, American 007. Bond? Yeah. Nice. And then he could, become <laughs> a, he could become a former actor president, which is, everybody loves that. Jalen Hurts, 2036. Wait, when's he? No, that's, I'm not doing the math right. When's Jalen Hurts eligible to be president, Reed? Figure that out. Okay. 
somebody's like 11 years he got political 11-ish years no that's not even political that's just like a human it's It's like how fucking old are these people (laughs) who could have watched the game last night and not thought jalen hurts for president (laughs) the poise on this motherfucker you know what i can't watch and you guys probably can the uh the diagram of the plates and the screws going into a fake bony hand that they that they put up on the screen nope i I have to look away nope you can't watch I mean, I know you guys have had all that. So, yeah, I know. So I, I asked, so this is funny, because I asked, because I was afraid to be put under when I had my uh, my hand surgeries. I'm like, you only get so many being put unders in your life. Like, you might not wake up. If I die, I want to see it coming. That'd be the worst way to go, to die in surgery. You wouldn't even know. Yeah, the people, and I worry about it, but the, they don't even know they died in surgery. So, the, no. well, okay. So anyways, I asked to be, I asked to be awake for my surgery. So I had to watch them Psycho put the, man. yeah, well, you know, they eventually just upped the happy juice and put me to sleep because yeah. I was going, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were putting a plate in my hand. So the, the exact type of shit. But did you watch it? I watched the beginning and Ugh. then supposedly God. they were like, yeah, let's turn the knob a little bit on the happy juice and, and then, put this guy to sleep. And then your, your yeah. eyes Yeah, closed. I'm out. Okay. So uh, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles, they're going to be favored in every game, but that Christmas game is going to be off the chain. And and I'll I'll tie a bow on it. At some point, they put up Hertz was thirteen to fifteen this year on third or fourth and one running the ball, which is just it's a weapon, dude. Look at all these teams that struggle incredible. in short yardage yes. in the low red. Yes, he's a huge weapon in the low red. Yep, everywhere. Um, good team. <clears throat> Miles Sanders Hertz. doesn't get enough credit. Um, he looked good. He's a good back. I mean, there's a lot of backs that are fighting for credit yep. in the league, and, and he's a guy that should be named more often. And there's a bunch of free agents uh, coming up in a year, and he's one of them. So playing well right now. Brad Perry's good. Your G-men. Speaking of the <laughs> NFC beast. Love this. It's a great fucking uh, division right now. And so is the AFC East, by the way. Giants are 5-1. and one. Giants beat the Ravens. And Lamar, wanna- Lamar had Xavier McKinney in his face through the pick. Saquon comes in and uh, gets the game winner. They're just a, they're just a professional outfit. Okay, and see, exceedingly this, competent. This is what we're doing though. But and and you of all people who's a Giants fan, I did this yesterday. Should I be uh, barking that we're great? Well, no, I was sitting there at the TV like they won the game, and I turned to everybody in the room and I go, "The Giants are just so fucking competent." <laughs> and the problem is like we need to be careful about the adjectives we're using for this team because it's our our confirmation bias is so. And I I agree. Like maybe we shouldn't call them great, but we like we got to give them their due. Like they might be good at the very least. The Giants are good, and yeah, they fucking got outgained yesterday. Yeah, their their leading receiver is Bellinger with like thirty eight yards. Andrew Thomas has been really good, by the way. Uh, but like they've they've overcome ten point deficits in weeks one, five, and six. They had a sixteen percent chance to win yesterday before the pick. I have to make an apology to the Giants. Do you want to do it now? In particular, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. Might be early for an apology, but, but go ahead. this week is good. I, I, okay, I well, think the yeah. last few weeks, I've kind of been eating crow a bit. Kayvon flies around. He may not show up on the stat sheet all the time, but he's got the, the quarterback getting off his spot. Damn near every time he gets a green light rush. Yeah. Um, he's getting his hand on the football in the passing game. He's flying around. I, I was worried that he was maybe going to show up out of shape, and that's just like... I've oh, been hurt before. Yeah. I've been hurt before, and, yeah. and I've come back that way. Yeah, 
and I kind of projected probably uh, yeah, on probably. that a little bit. Yeah. And That's shout big. out to Kayvon Thibodeau for being a beast. He looks great. He's running great. I yeah. love that Giants defense. Point, fun to watch. Point differential for the Giants, plus 14 at 5-1. and one. Yeah, so they're winning tight ball games. They've overcome 10-point deficits. Uh, they got you know out, gained yesterday. Uh, the big question for me is, and it was 405 to like 230 or something. Um, the big question to me is, how long can they keep this up? And what happens when they have their first big loss? I'm not asking that question to be like a Debbie Downer because this is a great win, dude. These are all great wins, and Brian Dable is the man. But like, how are they going to respond when they they have that that bad loss? Um, I think it's next week. You think? It, I think it might be next week. At the Jags. Jags. Yep. The Jags feel like a team that could beat the Giants. And then they have I got to go rolling to next Seattle. Week. Oh, okay. I got the G- the G men rolling on. Okay. I like that. Well, I mean the the, like the, the, the the Giants, man, there's just a lot like Dimes is eight and three his last eleven. Uh he hadn't thrown for more than two hundred and twenty yards. Like th- this is not me downing the Giants. Last week I paid him a big compliment that they reminded me of the Titans. I'm just saying they have to do something at wide receiver, in my humble opinion. Like you're trading for somebody, mate, cause cause I wouldn't be a buyer with this unit. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I, I think um, what's a fun fun way to put it, especially with college teams, we're, we're playing this year's schedule with next year's team. Got it. You know, yeah. uh, we're mm. just young. This is not the year. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. It could be 11 and 6 in a playoff team, and that'd be awesome. But I wouldn't sacrifice assets to go get one more piece just to still lose. I like the first what the Jets have. The whole league backs. should just sit they on their do, hands. Get Christian. There's only three, four good Christian. teams in the league that can win the Super Bowl, five, maybe six. But. You know, like by your logic, twenty six teams should just sit there with their, you know, on their hands. I really well, do. Tony's not healthy. I think if it's Wandale Robinson, Kadarius Tony, a healthy Sterling Shepard, which unfortunately, yeah, that, that's not happening right now. Doesn't doesn't happen. I mean, that's that's okay. That's okay, sure. But I also want to have an opportunity to, to evaluate Danny Dimes in a good situation. Like the on, situation is solid right now because of the run game. But like, I want a chance to develop him with like, I don't know. There's some names out here. I mean, Odell, I think is going to be a Buffalo Bill. But the Giants thing, you know, you ask him three weeks ago, maybe not. But now it looks kind of fun to be a New York Giant. Like, you want to get back on that wagon. Um, you know, uh, DJ Moore. Maybe you want a disgruntled Robbie Anderson. And by the way, Robbie Anderson, I would never trade for if I was New York because can you imagine Robbie telling? Danny Dimes to shut the fuck up or something. <laughs> like, that would hurt. Danny Dimes would be Daniel's like, feelings. you need you need like Aaron Rodgers with Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Rodgers and Robbie Anderson would be a better pairing. But I, I do think they probably might want to make a move at some point is all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying broke. they're going to win the Super Bowl. If it ain't broke. I feel like every year Des Bryant tweets about this time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just said they can't win the Super Bowl. I'm now it's if it go. ain't broke. I just so wouldn't. I just wouldn't make here. a move. Is is all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, and that's fine. Thibodeau, you mentioned Thibodeau, emotional on the field afterwards. Like you're eating crow because you said he might be out of shape. Kyle, big deal. People say worse all the time in this in in this business. Well, but, he's a duck. I feel bad about it. Well, listen, first guy, round duck. Well, also the guy. Here's where I feel good for him, and I don't think like listen. I he's I still still think he's got some work to do. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. <laughs> but uh, but the guy took a lot of shit for like quote unquote character concerns and all this stuff like not character concerns but they 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 were talking about his character like who he is as a teammate as a player and I thought it was really cool at the end of the game first off way to stay alive and use his hands and get a hand on that football 
which sealed the game. And, and the a walls. And a walk-off feels great. And probably the biggest sack by, or biggest defensive play by a, def- a rookie this year, probably. A high-profile rookie making this big play here, a walk-off. Uh, not only is he emotional on the field, but in the locker room, you could see his D-line mates were super psyched for him. You know, as he's doing the interview. I love and that. And that brought me back to being a young player. And like, you could feel that there's love for this guy in the room. You know, even with the the, the early injuries and 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 whatever, and what people say on the outside, like people like this kid. So. The NFL can be as lonely a place as there is in in professional business, and that's what it is. It's at the highest level of professional business, and when you're in that situation, you can feel the love from your teammates. It reminds you. you why, it reminds you why you play the game. You can put some wind in your sails too if you're a rookie. Yeah, so for sure. and and one just getting off the schneid, getting that first one's really hard. I'll say this, man. We we Lamar is probably the lead here. Like Lamar did not make the plays he had to make to win, and that's shown up a couple times this year. Listen, I hate how binary this Lamar argument gets every fucking time. It's like you either love him or you hate him forever, and that's the argument. Can I say this? Lamar has not played his best football when it counts this year. Okay, like at the end of that Bills game, uh, he didn't make the throw he had to make. They end up picking the end zone when I when I saw it. In real time, I did not see that there was a, a much better option and there was a better time to throw that football. People swayed me. I was like, hey, don't put that on Lamar. But it wasn't hard once just, once I saw the tape. You know, it, 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 they've, they've blown a couple big leads here. That pick last yesterday was, was, was bad, man. Like the snap, I don't know what happened with that snap, Kyle. Was it early? Was it was it just a bad snap? I don't know if he wasn't snap? expecting was it. Could, exp- it could have been on a different cadence. I don't know. I'd have to be there. But, but burn the ball. And I'm the biggest Lamar fan, dude. And I don't think any of this matters. Like we get so bogged down in. You're a talking nar- about the fumble and then pick the, right after the, the penalty, third yeah, one that turned into thirty-six. Yes. Yes. And by the way, the 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 penalty was really what killed him there because yeah. they convert there, it's over pretty much. Whoa. And and that was the case with a couple of their conversions against Miami. Um, they they couldn't score in the second half against the Bills, and they throw that pick. Um, Lamar has not been his best best this year, and that doesn't mean anything in the long run, except for that if you're the Ravens front office, maybe you're looking down at the field and you're like, well, if we're going to lose, I guess that's one way to lose. It's like we don't have to, you know, the entire world's not screaming at us to give him $400 because he's losing some of these games. And he's still a fucking great player. He's still an elite talent, an elite quarterback that can win them a Super Bowl if they get hot. But right now they're not hot. In the same token... They can get hot because these are leads they're blowing and they're blowing them different ways. And when your best player is making mistakes, yeah, one way to look at it is like it's really disappointing, but he'll get those right, right? So I feel good about the Ravens, man. They've, they've been up on good teams. And they've blown they it in the fourth finish. quarter every And And they got something out of Drake yesterday. They're going to get fucking uh, J.K. Dobbins healthier. They'll figure this shit out. I mean, but Lamar's not playing his best. And saying that doesn't mean you hate Lamar, okay? PSA. And Bateman will come back, but wouldn't you say Baltimore's a better candidate for going out and getting another piece because his no. help is Bateman and Duvernay and, of course, Mark Andrews. I like those guys. I think Duvernay's I, great. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. But just w- one more piece to, to change things up. I mean, I, I feel like there's some – There's not the possession receiver that's better, always open. Who has better options? Other than Mark Andrews. Uh, Danny Dimes or, or Lamar? Lamar. How much? Yeah, Lamar. Lamar by a country mile, yeah. dude. So I, I'm not going to, I don't need to make a move. Now, if you want a luxury, sure. But like, I think the difference for this team is they haven't been able to close games out. Uh, and, and a receiver's not doing that in the second half, in my opinion. I was with you like 
at one point I was like, oh, they don't have the guys, but I'm really into Bateman, okay? I think Duvernay is pretty good. Mark Andrews, if he catches that ball yesterday, yeah, that, that game's totally different, right? Here's the so, snap. So people are gonna get on Lamar, and we have, but like, catch the ball in the end zone. Mark Andrews is one of your best players, and he'd be the first to tell you that. He's gotta catch that football. Uh, Lamar lifts his leg and puts his hands up. It just looks like it comes back it hot. It comes back hot. He's still in his cadence. I, I thought everybody was late. I thought everybody was laid out of their snap, but I'm not sure. Kyle. I'm just looking I'm just looking at it right now. I'm I'm figuring out how to work this slider. There you go. So he went Everybody's late. And then McKinney's in his face. In my heart. So yeah, just come here and punt the ball, but Well, whatever it is, just burn the ball, well, man. You know, and 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 he's gotta realize that. And he, you know, he lives dangerously. He made a throw crossbody a couple weeks ago against the Bills. Uh, in the rain that somebody came up with on the left sideline on the near sideline I don't remember what part of the game that was but it was like uh, no 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 yes like and Those plays are great, but right now the margins are tight for this team So, He's, you know Lamar said it just feels like we're beating ourselves all their pre-snap penalties and stuff Ronnie Stanley getting back in the pitch count at left tackle they, yep. they increased his reps yesterday Um but they got lit up on the blitz, you know, heavy blitz versus Lamar Jackson. And that goes to my asshole of the week, Wink, Wink Martindale, Martindale who is like, I, I seen this fucker in practice, man. And that's how I imagine Wink talks. He looks like, Wink Martindale looks like every softball travel coach ever. He looks like a lot of the guys I play in softball. Right? Honestly. Like, I want to play We're going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to be sitting at home. By the way, we got our last game tomorrow. Oh, good luck. And we're luck. probably but eliminated. To go back yeah, to that pre-snap, that, that snap issue, the center quarterback <laughs> yeah. exchange, a lot of that has to do with pressures. You're looking around trying to communicate. you got a young yeah. O-line. You're yep. trying to relay it to your yep. left tackle. Yep. Yep. And Morgan Moses Next went down. Next thing you know, ball snapped. Morgan Moses went down, yeah. Uh, heel injury, they say. Wahoo-wah. We saw a snap like that with Jason Kelsey and, and Jalen Hurts last night. You know, that was almost a disaster. Yep. For yep. Shit boy, happens, bro. And for millions of Americans, so... Let's your, stay. your boy too, and your you as well, because yeah. you were texting me right up. Like, you sure? Like, you, you want to do this? Let's. I went five for five in my pool. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Happens, you know, once every few years. I want to toot my own horn. Uh, eight and three yesterday on the on the plays. Nice. The teasers though, one and two. So I got to stop with the teasers. Yeah, and the live watch was fun. I watched in the airport oh, for a bit. It was good. It was fun. It was yeah. good. I wish I could have watched more. It was fun. It was fun. I like our Jesus ad segment. <laughs> Still going on. Okay. You know, I'm not an athlete anymore per se. I did just join a softball league, uh, but I'm a podcaster, and to podcasters, gut health is very important. My morning routine is very important. My breakfast is very important. Walking downstairs to the kitchen to the song Narco is very important to me, but nothing is more important than drinking AG1. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to find a nutritional drink that I could add to my daily routine to improve my gut health and energy. I just rip it open and it's over with. I don't have to mix a bunch of stuff, it's easy. I've been on it for six months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is a good thing, it tastes really good. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it, it's that simple. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah. So, okay, the Jets and the, and the Packers, man. Okay, this is fun, man, talking about the Jets, okay? Schrager said this uh, on the Fox show. The last time the Jets had a number one Fox crew, like, I think it was like Chad Pennington time. I think I think we were doing uh, field squash, parties. Did he didn't get a number one crew? Yeah, I don't think he got a number one Fox crew. Um, but the Jets know exactly who they are, man. And I think the difference between these two teams, ironically... They're some better young players on the Jets for sure, but the Jets know exactly who the fuck they are. And the Packers, I have no idea who they are offensively. I have no idea what their identity is. By the way, last chance to get the Jets on an advantageous line. Like Vegas is going to now, I think, figure this out. And you're not going to be getting a lot of Jets catching. Vegas watched the game. Vegas, Vegas is like, okay, they're, they're, they're good. And uh, I actually think their ceiling's higher than the Giants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like that could be reactive. We could be overvaluing. Maybe teams are playing Green Bay and we're just overvaluing the fuck out of them because they're beating Green Bay, like whether it's the Jets or the Giants. You know what I mean? I mean, people are seemingly forgetting that the Giants declined the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. Right. So they don't think that they have the guy. The Jets think that they have the guy. Yeah, they might have the guy, dude. And Joe Douglas is doing work. Uh, you know, they got a lot of young guys, man. You know, young people are just young. fucking hungry. They're just young and they're I wrote hungry. youth. I'm glad. Youth. Yeah. He's got youth. Yeah. That's a good that's note. That's, that's a like, really good note. But like, <laughs> that's my note of the week. That's I, a new Miller Lite mention. Kyle's note of the week. That's better than mine. I wrote down Quinn and Williams. Okay, yeah, Quinn and Williams is, is fucking note. amazing. But we'll get. But like they, they know who they are. You know they lay up before the half to kick a field goal, and I'm like screaming at the TV. But they know who they are. They fucking they they Dylan fumbles the ball. They get in the red zone. They run it like four straight times. They just stay at it. They had 80 yards of offense in the third quarter, man. The third quarter, 80 yards of offense. They blocked a punt. They blocked a field goal. They were like one for 11 on third down. They still won. They're plus 48 in the fourth quarter this year with a bunch of fucking cabbage patch kids, dude. Like, it's actually incredible. <laughs> Think about how mature this team is. And I went and looked at the roster last night, and there's also a bunch of vets on this team. You know, and that's the sneaky... At key positions. That's the sneaky touch of Joe Douglas. Yeah. Who deserves a lot of credit. He's gotten a lot of credit. But what he hasn't gotten credit for, I think, is balancing the roster. He's got a bunch of young kids who, who were just on college campuses, and he's got a bunch of guys who, like whether it's Mosley, who's sneaky 30, or you know, a bunch of the other like 37, 36-year-old guys, Dwayne Brown on this team. Who is, an shout OG, out to Dwayne Brown, pulling OG. outside like nobody's business yesterday and lead blocking for Braxton Berrios on a huge explosive and getting out there in front of Brees Hall. Yep. Dwayne Brown looks like vintage Dwayne Brown. The things you can do with a guy like that, it's like Trent Williams a little bit, where it's like you can lead block now. Yeah. Now, now Dwayne's older. But, a mini, yeah. But you got okay. that going on a little bit. Dwayne, Dwayne looks great and a big pickup for them because they needed it and they were in a pinch. But like, yeah, this is a team that 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 struggled offensively for a lot of the game and still beat the hell out of the Packers, man. And the Packers suck, man. Okay, like <laughs> yesterday they sucked. I'm not saying they suck, but it was like bad. the Packers offense. I have no idea what they are. I have no idea who they are, and Aaron Rodgers feels the same way. Because Aaron Rodgers after the game is like, we need to simplify, simplify. this shit. 
And, and I don't know exactly what he means by that. He means um, get Aaron Jones the ball. But is Aaron Jones being punished, man? I don't know what the deal is. Is there. it because he questioned the play calling at the end of the game? I thought he London? had a really politically correct response about that. I didn't see what Aaron saw. Is Matt LaFleur triggered? Man, that whole best man situation. Nine carries, four oh, targets. Salah? Was there, mm. There's some like yeah. love triangle here. <laughs> they were each other's best man. Oh, was that what it is? Yeah. So go on. <laughs> I don't know what happens there. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. Another sidebar. Uh, Mike LaFleur has got a bunch of fucking basketball hoops up in all the offices. Why aren't we talking about that? Everybody's like, hey, Miami, they got ping pong tables. It's a big deal. How about the basketball hoops? It's kind of working for them. Ping pong table, you got to commit to a game. Yeah. Basketball hoop, you just get a shot up. You're right. Ping, keep it moving. We had a pool table in Philly, and that definitely was a distraction. Yeah, time suck. Yep. <laughs> I was in there. Jason Peters, I was like Jason Peters ATM. That guy's so good at billiards. Stop. It's incredible, bro. Hey, does DJ Moore work best on the Giants, Ravens, or Packers? Uh, I think the... Pick your offense that needs another piece. Giants. Giants. You know how I feel play about play offensive line for the Packers. <laughs> okay, go yeah, on, go in, go in. The offensive line sucked, dude. Well, I, not, think I keep saying sucked. I'm it's not. Mean, dude, it's no, not no, that no. the offensive line sucks. It's that there's continuity issues. There's health issues. There's guys playing out of position. Bakhtiari's back in the lineup, but you, you're you're letting guys run free up the middle and hitting Aaron. And even if they're not getting there for the sack, they're hitting him on the release. Aaron's hands hitting helmets, his, his elbows got guys around him. It's chaos, dude. It's chaos back there. Chaos. I've been part of offensive lines like that. Walking back with your head down to the sideline is no way to go, especially when you're at home. They were damn near getting booed out of the stadium at Lambeau. I've never heard that in my fucking life. Um, They've never been beaten like that at home with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. 17 points. Dude, the, the New York Jets in the year of our Lord, 2022, a historic win like it's crazy and it's the d-line it was they they got after that o-line man it was rank it was rankins franklin rankin franklin myers williams were, were all over the place the franklin myers sack was so violent that win bro some of the some of the like even okay quinnon williams had seven pressures two sacks by the way he just got fucking yelled at like two weeks ago and we were talking about that yes. like quinton williams probably stood up and was like dude i'm not the old fucking rookie quinton williams anymore like i'm your best player leave and, me the and fuck he, alone and he kind of proved that uh yesterday he was one of the best players on the field period yesterday in the nfl and um even like you know backdoor early uh, tfl next play he takes runyon on some of these plays that that he didn't log a stat he was violent like he had Runyon turned around and pushed Runyon by the small of his back six yards up the field. He had Runyon like just doing spins and shit. And then, uh, you know, even on the uh, Rankin sack, he's the one who popped off the screen running the, the right guard flat over, dude, like peeling him over the pile. Um, everything this D-line does is violent. They rush, to, they rush well together. The big guys fucking gain ground like no other. So they, they, can, they can play with power and they can gain ground in short area. Look at Quinn and Williams hitting Aaron Rodgers low, which was not a penalty because he's outside the pocket. How much <sighs> ground he gained in like four steps, dude. This is a big, fast group that plays well and can run games. They loop around each other. They can get sexy, but they can get fucking physical. They can win one-on-ones physically or athletically, yeah. and they can also they can work in unison on games. Yeah. And, w- and when you're an offensive lineman preparing for a unit, albeit of average guys, if they can run games well, you're in some kind of hot water there. 
add to the fact that they have all these dudes showcased with Quinn and Williams as well, they can win those one-on-ones. It's a nightmare. He's a so nightmare. big and long, like Chris Jones type, but even bigger and heavier. Yeah. The favorite video of my life yeah. is Quinn and Williams in the NFL draft when he sneezes, Bless me. blesses himself, and then thanks what himself. What a legend, dude. It's so pure and wonderful. It's... It's incredible. Big proponent. Maybe of, we'll throw it in. Big proponent of blessing yourself. He said, like, he said bless you. say bless you, you. Can I let's just... Yeah, I'll, let's watch it. Bless you. Thank you. To the different uh, character things. Uh, listen, thank you that I got here, so... <laughs> Love this guy, dude. He's amazing. I big agree. Big agree. I'm, we knew he had something special. He's my favorite player. When, uh, but honestly, great kid, and yeah, like had some injuries early and big market. People are like, "What the fuck's going on with this guy?" But he, he's crushing it. And Sauce, man, again, like we could we could repeat the Joe Douglas, like he turned this player into this player every week. We can give you the long list of young guys that are playing well. But Sauce Gardner, man, walking off that field in a, in a cheese hat. Pissing off Alan Lazard to the point that he walked over and knocked the fucking cheese hat off. off his he had head. multiple photo ops at Lambeau after the game. He wasn't even walking off the field. He was like, this is my red carpet right now. You know why you do that, though? I'm take these perfectly white teeth and smile all day. Honestly, bro, the reason you do that is because you don't see those guys again in division. Like, they're not in your division. Like, fuck you don't off. have to see, see them later. Like, you pro the only place you'll see them is the Super Bowl. So you can fucking act up after a win like that. And Sauce Gardner actually gets Alan Lazard to knock the cheese hat off, which means like Lazard. And when you're playing a young guy like Sauce and he's really good, it's frustrating. You're like, damn, dude, you've been at this three months. I've he's, been working my whole life. I'm like a freak. vet. And I can't, even when he's beat, Lazard had the ball and Sauce comes in and punches it out. Like his length, his closing ability, recovery. his recovery, the accuracy of his hands, man, like they're, they're they're fun. The young guys are fun. Brees Hall. We haven't even mentioned Brees Hall. The end around, he was supposed to pitch that. Yeah. Do you know that? He's just well, all daylight. It was a trap. I thought it was like the coolest trap in the world. Uh, and they ran a pressure into a trap. Seven needs to scrape tighter. But like, he's supposed to pitch that ball. So. Ready for my coach of the year rankings? Yeah, sure. Seven, Sean McDermott. Six, Arthur Smith. Five, Pete Carroll. Four, Robert Sala. Three, Kevin O'Connell. Two, Nick Sirianni. One, Brian Dable. That's pretty good. And a, and, a, and a good time to remind the people that Dable rhymes with table. A lot of you people in the national media still don't have it. Congratulating yeah, right. Brian Dayball. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. And rhymes also, with table. And? and All, fable. And, no, but and, the significance of that is? Mabel. Brian Table in fucking, he was in Buffalo. Like, they missed the whole thing there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're breaking, breaking, thing, breaking tables. Breaking tables, yep, man, so... Yep. Anyways. Pretty good rankings okay. though, huh? I like them. I All can right. read them again later if you like. I don't know how half those guys are. Roback activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me. People can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a Roback hoodie is when, when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know, we get it, we're Roback guys. Second, Roback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. 
Trust us when we say the only polos we wear are rowback polos. Third, rowback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block or a day in the office. They are the definition of versatile. Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Ryan McGee is the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. And folks can use the code GREENLIGHT on ROBAC.com for a generous 20% off your first order. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off your first order on all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with the code GREENLIGHT. The best gear for the summer. Go check them out at ROBAC.com. Let's get Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh so we can get to this Kansas City Buffalo. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh, man. This game was so interested. You gave out Pittsburgh. We were on this thing, man. Brady's record against Pittsburgh is irrelevant. This is a totally different situation. And you had to know coming off 38-3 that Pittsburgh was going to be undervalued. That line kept creeping up. Brady's in New York Friday night for a Robert Kraft party. A wedding. Yeah, which turned out to be a wedding, which I kind of like that. Like, come to my party. I like the surprise. And then like, oh, surprise. Yeah. But Tom, uh, like the NFL season that you're currently playing? Hold on, did he miss Friday meetings? Probably. he missed Saturday morning stuff, I think. See, that's where you can't, you know, I've played with guys. Did he miss Saturday morning stuff, Cowboy? Or somebody because I, I mean regardless that's important his, his, because his, if you go out on a Friday and you can make it back it's that's only important baller. it's only important if you lose mm. his noodle isn't in the playbook he also missed 10 11 days in, in preseason camp right it's, and he didn't even fly with the team oh um, okay. I retract my statement sue him okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and also Mitch Trubisky owns the Bucks. Bill Belichick so, wasn't at Robert speaking, Kraft's Surprise wedding. Six touchdowns, five, six touchdowns in 2018 against the Bucks. So beyond that, because, hey, like the backdrop is the, the Steelers are up in this game in the second half, right? And then Pickett gets drilled by, um, by who the fuck killed him? Uh, Devin White. He missed um, a walkthrough. And then, and then, yeah, he missed a walkthrough Saturday. So, like, I always say, I said this last night to, to Dr. Fax, who's like, don't you think, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys have different rules until they lose that game. And yep. then guys are like, damn. But it's not like Brady has a ton of help. It's not like the O-line played real well, if we're being honest. Like, I'm not caping for Brady. Um, he wasn't his best. He also made, like, that throw to that tight end on the on – the. he put it on Spillane's left ear in the middle of the field to that, that Otten kid. It was, like, one of the best throws I saw all Sunday. But they couldn't get things going. They couldn't get things going in the red zone. But Trubisky, Kyle, your boy, that was a big moment for him. Like, a legacy God, game for Trubisky because all he's done – and we've talked about this before. You're a big fan of his. He showed up. He 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 smiled. He's been he's been a good teammate. He's put his head down and he's worked. And you know, like I didn't take issue with the picket, um, you know, thing. But I felt bad for the kid. And he comes in this game immediately, third and fifteen, he converts. That's a big confidence boost for not just him, but the whole offense. Being like, okay, like we're still like we can do stuff, right? Yeah, we got two dudes who can yeah. sling it. Yeah, yeah. third and fifteen. Big confidence boost. Third and 13 to Claypool. Extend the scoring drive. Third and 16 to Claypool with three minutes to go. Third and 11 with two minutes to go. Ices it with his legs. Like, he was a third and long machine, dude. He's a there threat. Were, there were some of these guys. Yeah, you've been waiting to say he's a fucking threat. He's a threat, bro. He, but M- Matt Canada, not the best play caller, in my opinion. 
but they did enough early to get Pickett going, short, easy completions. That first scoring drive, Devin White had a big penalty, uh, and then they dropped Harris in coverage for a touchdown. Turns out that was a lot of what they needed to do was get on the board, get seven early. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Hello! Shout out to uh, Kyle, who is a, a big Birds fan and a yeah. little Green Light Pod yeah. listener. Oh, Kyle. Okay. Shout out. Uh, Matt Canada. Got you, you got there. It. You, you know, got bro. it. Matt Canada. Uh, so the Bucks struggled like inside against Pittsburgh. The, you know, Pittsburgh defensive interior, they showed up big. Just a couple examples. We talked about the red zone with the Bucks. Like, there's a, there's an opportunity for them to go up like 10 7. They're, they're down 7 3 early in this ballgame. And first down, Hayward, Olay's get a key. First down, so you have no gain, one, one yard. Ogan Joby slides past Hainsley, or Hainsey, it's Hainsey. Hainsey. Yeah, Ogan Joby slides past Hainsey for a TFL. He needed and to then get Hayward Hainsey. blows up uh, get a key on third down. And Hayward's playing with his fucking hair on fire. And, and when the offense is on the field, Cam is six inches off the field invested in every single yeah. play that's going on. I love that guy. He's a fucking yeah, he's, he's a, a pros pro. He's a pros pro. There was some like little five There's yard only a handful of those guys in the league making procedural dope. call and and Hayward's over there. What the fuck are we doing? He's a well, football guy. He, he he forced a he forced a punt on a third and on a third and two. Highsmith had a strip sack the next possession. You know, you you had Wormley destroying a block Highsmith's on third and one watch. backed up, but I just mentioned four or five situations where the D-line immediately affected possession, whether it was a, a you know, four-point play in, in, in the low red, whether it's forcing a punt, whether it's you know, flipping field position, warmly uh, backed up on third and one. So there were a lot of big swing moments of this game, but none bigger than that kickoff return out of the half, in my opinion, because when you're a bad team, quote-unquote, and you're beating a good team, quote-unquote, whether you're at home or on the road, your biggest fear is coming out of a half where you played well, like, what do they have for us? If we get pinned, taking the kick out of out of the, the half and go three and out, like, Tom Brady's going to be on our head. This kid who got hawked by N'Kobe Dean, but they set them up for at least points and, uh, and, and got out of the shadow of their own end zone. That was huge, man, not to mention the Vita Vea getting caught running off the field and them converting for 45 to Hayward. There were a couple big swing moments in this game where it was one and loss, and Tomlin and the Steelers – dug deep in the bag to get this You one. know those things at the airport that get large people from terminal to terminal? The moving sidewalks. Uh, more the private. The trans. The private transportation. They need one for Vita. They need one for Vita to get yeah, him off the field? Yeah. Like when he's late. orange light. Send one, send one out. Dude in an American Airlines Guy uniform. Guy in a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steelers were 0-8 before Sunday without T.J. Watt. Now 1-8. It's a big win for the Steelers because it shows what you're capable of. Like you don't have T.J. Watt; he's going to come back this year. Um, Still think they're pretty not good. No, but I think they're okay. I I don't think they're bad, bro. I don't think they're a bad team. When they have T.J. Watt in the lineup, they're not a bad team. Are they going to finish the season above 500? It's Tomlin at Dolphins. Huge. Keep going. Sunday night at Dolphins at Eagles are the next two. Okay, keep going. (laughs) At Dolphins at Eagles home Saints. Home Bengals, mm. like there's some. Is every you could put anybody almost other than the bottom seven teams in the league and be like, oh, the Bengals. And the Bengals haven't been playing good football. I wanted to play a game with you two cats. I think called, the Saints can line up and run it all over them. Called next three games. Are you ready? Yeah. For the for the bays, the yeah. two bays, battle of the bays. Okay. Tampa Bay. Okay. Currently, three and three. Okay. At Carolina, home Baltimore, home Los Angeles Rams. 
What, what, Take your time. What are Take they your time. Go? Yeah, Tampa Bay at Carolina at Carolina W home Baltimore two and one. loss home Los Angeles Rams win. They might that might be a loss. I think they go three and zero. Oh. I think they're six and three. I'm just thinking with my 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 Tampa Bay under win total uh, hat okay. on because right. that's a big bet. Green Bay at Washington at Buffalo at Detroit. Three straight road games coming up at Washington two and one at Buffalo. At Detroit, one and two. I got one and two. But knowing the way this thing goes, they 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 probably fucking play with Buffalo or something. You know, it's just that's the way this thing goes. Can I say something that's not very nice? What? Todd Bowles as a head coach wins thirty nine point seven percent of the games. He he he. I don't know if it's not nice. I think it's just facts. Yeah, twenty nine and forty four. We don't I mean, say. You Bruce, know, it's not very nice that Lamar Jackson went one for seven in the red zone, but no, it's just no, factual. Right. Bruce factual. is still in the building, but <laughs> if like at what point do we say, "Hey, Tom, you're going to need to it's not, rejoin the team"? But it's yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 literally them missing players that they thought they 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 counted on to start the year. They can't go to Russell Gage two out of three times in the red zone from the ten yard line. They're missing, you know, Gronk. They're who who retired and everything, and he's on, Fox NFL, on Fox. He's my dad's teammate now. Yeah. My dad has a red zone target. But like, you know, they, they, they're missing guys inside offensively. Like, they, they don't plan for that. Now, this is where it's their fault. They, they're like, oh, let me go get Julio Jones. Exactly. Okay, like I... And Mike Evans doesn't play 17 games. So the problem Chris is Godwin. health, and the problem is the, the condition of that roster right now. All right, Kansas City, Buffalo, Kyle. Cow. So it start. I mean, the game started off... I think it might have been the start of the game that threw me off a little bit emotionally because Buffalo drives down, they fumble. Chiefs go down there, throws a pick. And then the game starts, right? It's like, okay, we got we pit, we both kind of pissed down our legs a little bit. But the fumble was more costly, I feel like, and, and indicative of uh it wasn't as good a play as I, the potential touchdown that Pat threw in the corner of the end zone when he scrambled out to the right through a 50-50 ball. We've seen that ball come down in the Chiefs' hands a million times. Yep. Um, but throughout the game, you know, Romo said it on the broadcast. It was going to be taking what you can get, and when the explosives come, you got to hit it. You can't miss that opportunity. And we saw Josh Allen not missing many opportunities. Gabe right. Davis, huge. Stephon Diggs, huge. Uh, Roger Saffold in the lineup, yeah. huge in yeah. protection, allowing Josh Allen to stand back there and do his thing. Yeah. Um, you talked about the Bills' defense. They fly around. They're so fun. Like nobody's business. Uh, one thing I love from the Chiefs is Jet McKinnon in shotgun. They can put Jet McKinnon out at receiver. There's a lot of motion with him. Um, you're not going to line up Clyde Allaire on, on, on at receiver, and he yeah. does that sometimes as as nature of the offense. But I like to see that wrinkle when you get that check down style yeah. of a game to put a guy like Jet McKinnon on the field. It, it can add a lot of value to an offense. No question, and you know from the Chiefs end of things, like and Von Miller was the X factor. Von, in the Von game. Miller is the, and the guy, the, and like, listen, it wasn't spectacular. He had to work for these rushes. It wasn't like he was just ghost technique and motherfuckers. Like he had to work. Pat was drifting. Pat was you know patting the ball sometimes, but the last three drives, he f- forces a field goal. He uh, he's got a sack that gets him off the sack field. Sack over the top. Yep. And then the third drive, uh, he forces the pick. Obviously, underneath. So, listen again. It's not one of these games that you have to draw too much from, like because every single game in this trilogy now, or whatever it is, um, has been different, right? You know, you had the first game in the playoffs where the Bills, it, they were kind of like cute. They were like, 
oh, you can't keep up with the fucking Chiefs, and and you know before the half you got to think about going for it and that sort of thing, and and uh, you couldn't keep pace with them. Then the next year you had that that um, I think they beat them in Arrowhead uh, yeah, last year. Last year they beat and them then in they Arrowhead. go to the playoffs and lose to them. Grim so. Reaper. They're all different games, and so like there's nothing you can really draw from individual games between these these two teams. They're going to see each other a billion times uh, as our kids are growing up and becoming young adults. Like our kids are going to be in college with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen posters on the wall, and they're going to be looking back fondly at this shit like it's like you know Bulls Knicks or uh, Brady and and Manning. And I think that's really cool that our sport has something like that to hang their hat on, especially in a year where. Look around, dude. You know, all that glitters is not gold with some of these quarterbacks, right? I'm not saying they're not great, but they're going to be up and down years for guys. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they can fly in any weather. It and doesn't it's matter. Got, it's New a God-given advantage, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes was touched by God yeah. physically. He can do things with his arm and his legs and his mind. Yep. Josh Allen, physically different. It's like watching... Uh, the tape of you know a, a, a Hall of Famer playing high school against the kids he was playing. It's like and Josh Allen's pros. jumping over guys. He guys he's yeah. running over guys, taking the best tackle from you know Nick Bolton, whoever, and it, they just look pedestrian next yeah. to him. That's the difference. Patrick's mind and his arm, Josh's body, his arm and his mind. It's crazy yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's incredible. Josh, by all accounts, like brilliant cat too, and uh, and those two drives. To, you know the the one to end the half. I think it was a ninety six play drive, and then and then the second half to to finish the game off with that touchdown. Like these are the money drives, and you know, like, I, is there anybody you trust more than Josh Allen with the ball in his hands? I know you probably say Patrick Mahomes, but I I'd like, say flip a coin. For I that. had Buffalo last night, and I legitimately did not blink when they got the ball back and needed a touchdown. Like did not blink. I no. was like they're gonna score. It's like Madden. Whoever has the, the ball last, right? Like not enough. But time. it's it's just Josh. Like the way the way offenses get bogged down in conversion situations is when fuck nobody's open, can't evade the rush, can't see. You know, guys just kind of like Josh Allen. Even when nobody's open, you can always extend a play. He you can runs keep a drive alive. Open. So when you need four, you're in four down territory. There's nobody better than Josh Allen, in my opinion. Except and Patrick Kyle. Mahomes. Kansas City did have the ball last, and I feel like the narrative has been, hey, look, they don't need Tyreek. Well, what was a lot different yesterday than the 13 seconds where they beat Buffalo in the playoffs last year was that big chunk to Tyreek catch and run before the Kelsey, uh, whatever we're calling that from the slot, where he said, just just freaking throw it to me. The big difference is Von Miller. Um, The big difference is a guy you can win with on the edge regardless of who who's out there you know Andrew Wiley had his hands full against a Hall of Famer yesterday they got Pacheco now dude We're good. You, you get you get beat around you get beat around the edge <laughs> you get beat on the high side by yeah. Von Miller and yeah. then in your head you're thinking I he's got so much speed I need to get back there on this set next time down the field Von Miller sets up his two-minute drive inside rush with the outside rush the, the drive before that's called manifesting that's that's what these guys are doing that's the game you're playing when you're playing against Von Miller, that's the X factor. Tyreek Hill obviously is missed, but there it's a different formula. Juju Smith-Schuster was incredible yesterday. I loved watching him after the catch. He was he able to take great. hits. He looks great. He did some yoga in the end zone we with said Patrick that. Mahomes. We said he was going to have a big year. Pacheco, man, looks like Tyreek Hill pre, pre-cutting yeah, the off the hair. Number, same the size. Same number. Same size. I think he might be a little bigger. 5'10", 2'16". Yeah, a little. So, so listen... 
If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. We got the best of the rest here coming up. We got a couple games that are not going to get the love and attention these five brilliant football games between great teams are naturally going to get so I'm going to put us on the clock. We're going to go two. We're going to two minutes a game here. We're going to. We're, I love we, this. we might not need all two minutes for these games. Okay, let's start with Minnesota Miami. Okay, Minnesota's having fun. That's what it is. And we're going to go over two minutes on this one because Kirk Cousins had a fucking chain on the plane. A chain on the plane, which in his community is the equivalent of being invited to play golf at the country club. Like you're in, dude. Yeah. Like you are in the social circle, dude. These guys have accepted you. Multiple chains. They lit. They literally put multiple chains. Now you got the juice. So Kirk Cousins got the juice. Maybe best plane ride home. There's some candidates for that. Uh, but they're having fun, man. They're having fun out there. It looked like a fucking flash. You remember flash mobs? Flash mobs. It looked like a flash sort of. mob when they scored that touchdown. Everybody's yes. doing different dances. Different dances. They're having so much fun, dude. They're making me like them. It helps that I have the win, the over win total, but they they're making me like them. And Kirk Cousins got chains on, so um, I yeah I don't have much to say other than that Zadarius Smith is awesome. He had like ten pressures yesterday, and it's costing the Vikings three million dollars to to have Zadarius Smith on a team. It's costing the Packers eleven million dollars. That's, what I, that's there, what I call a double whammy. They're another team with a small point differential, plus twenty one, despite being five and one. The Jags have a point differential of plus twenty four. They're two and four. For context, Christian Darrisaw. Minnesota Vikings, Mauler left tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like him. Mauler. Yeah. Like, I liked Panay Sewell. Yeah. Now I'm a Christian Derrissaw guy. I want to see it. What, hey, just, just go to end. I have no idea Christian what Christian Derrissaw highlights. Like. He's, uh, he played college ball in so South he's, West Virginia. So he's the guy on the team that went. Oh, he's a Hokie. Yeah. Chris, yeah, when, yeah, when, I remember him. when a reporter calls in to say, can I do a story with you, coach? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? And the coach says, I want to talk about Christian Derrissaw. <laughs> That's the I like culture. how excited this guy gets you. That's the culture. I, I mean, I think it's been 300 plus snaps since he's given up pass snaps since he's given up a pressure or a hit yeah, or anything like yeah. that. Like he's doing Lane Johnson type stuff on the left side, and he's being freakish about it. Well, we're at two minutes, so we can't praise that hokey anymore. Love it, but yeah, like good I got it for in. them. And Miami outgained them. Sideline temperature. One seventy-seven. The difference for time in the sideline temperature. Mm. It's like 20, 30 degrees. Insane, dude. <laughs> I hate that place. Fuck Miami, dude. <laughs> okay. Nice. Let's Kyle. not say that. I That's really right. like Miami. I just think like next time I go down there, I might get jumped by a bunch of five foot seven guys. And it's gonna be a uh, 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 place of death for you. Nobody really knows because yeah, right. you're in <laughs> yeah. you're in South Beach, the you're in the Garden, somewhere in the 305. Are you like in Hollywood, Florida? Cross Nobody on knows. the road, beaten up Pembroke to death Pines, over Timbro Pines, Fort Lauderdale. Like yeah, yeah. Who the hell knows? All right, New England, um, New England, Cleveland. Bailey Zappy okay. make me happy. Okay, Zappy. <laughs> he didn't. He made the throw to Parker was amazing. <laughs> Early in the game, the throw to Parker was great. 
But that that takes the Browns out of the game offensively. No it question. It takes their guns. It, it dulls their swords. Here's the lead. Bill Belichick always takes it to the Browns. You know why? Because Jim Brown is watching. And Jim Brown is like his favorite person on the planet. Here's what it goes for Bill Belichick. Number one, the Navy. Number two, Jim Brown. Bill Belichick's America's team. Okay, yeah. Bill Belichick's America's teams read like this. The Navy, Jim Brown, and then lacrosse. And it might be lacrosse just because Jim Brown. So Jim Brown is a central figure, bro. When we went to Cleveland, it was a big deal to beat those guys. And then, like, after the game, he was like, stop the bus. And we, like, all got off the bus at Jim Brown's statue and took a big team picture, bro. Like, we, the bus is stopped in Cleveland traffic, which there's not much of because people leave the game early. But, like, we stopped, and it's, like, me, Gronk, Ninko, like, a bunch of guys, like, doing a fucking class photo in front of a Jim Brown statue. Jim Brown's so good, they changed the rules to lacrosse. That's what they say. And it's all Jim Brown, not not because the Browns fired him once upon a time. I think there's that. Did you guys know bit, that? But I think Jim Brown. Have you heard he would, that? He would just chest the ball. Uh, I think Jim Brown is like is like the only person Bill Belichick ever had like a poster of. Like he he absolutely loves this guy. When I took my visit to to New England, Bill's office is like in a storage closet, and behind the door is uh, one of those Rubbermaid trash bins, like a big black trash bag yeah, thing. Yeah. It's just filled with lacrosse yeah. sticks. Yeah. And I was like, this guy is wild. Like, little wild. Also, a little breaking news hidden in there. Oh, by L- the, Long chooses Chiefs over Patriots. That was that's interesting. Wow. Broken right here on green light. Wow. What happened there? No, that there's might have just, been the draft. There was just a mention. I of, think it might have been the draft. Was that the draft? Was that Kyle from the draft visiting or New agency? England? I did visit New England in pre-draft. So there you go. It was, it was draft. You know who I think Bill was the first one to call me. Guys, when I we're said at two oh five. You know the thing that uh, that 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 that, uh, that Bill really he's like that about is the Jets. Like he hates the Jets. Yeah. Like, I think with the Browns, he he he. I, I bet you if I texted the guys, they stopped the statue yesterday. I'm gonna text Devin McCourty to stop the Jim Brown statue. <laughs> and if I were the Jets, I might hate. Bill and they they likely do yeah that whole one day thing you might remember maybe Bailey, not after this year Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones Bailey Zappi come on Kyle. okay this he's is got the same swag. guy who said Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott yeah, and he's got he's swag, swag he's on the field's bro. bus or off the field's bus he's, I'm on it I've been on oh, it oh couple you've been on it I've, it's on record I have record no, of it. I have on record radio of you not on being tweet. on the on the you jumped when off like Saving Silverman show me that I will I can't do it right now well when we get give me an hour we get there when we get there you know. I'm on the train. He's on the train. This continue, morning he, walk, continue. he walks in, he goes, I'd like to talk about the Jets because I'm a big Joe Douglas fan. <laughs> well, yeah. he was in Chicago. You, in, you yeah. in America, Yeah. everybody loves Joe Douglas now. I feel like not everybody knows who Joe Douglas is, though. Oh, come on. Cowboy. All right, ready? Start. We're talking about Indy and Jacksonville. I got a few things to say about this game. Jacksonville's lost three straight. The defense didn't get any fucking turnovers. Uh, that's a big deal. No sacks, no turnovers. Why? Because Matt Ryan got the ball out quicker. They're missing Taylor and Hines. They get something out of this Jackson kid who I picked up for fantasy like five minutes before the fucking game. 58 pass attempts. His fucking arm is sore today. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's a there's a uh, Epsom salt distributor near you, Matt, but go get some. Alec Pierce with PRP. the game winner. The kid's good, man. Yeah. They Does got Matt people- Ryan know his name now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you yeah. hear that? No, I didn't. Before the game, he was like Mo Mo Green or whatever. He was like, oh, he know, fucked his name. Two weeks up? ago, he's like in a great touchdown catch by Mo Green. We can pull it up. He, yeah, he said the wrong. Well, name. I'll tell you whose name he knows is Michael uh, Pittman. Is Michael Pittman sixteen targets? And he knows uh, uh, Griffin's name. Uh, is it Shaq Griffin? Yeah, 
Shaq Griffin, they went at him all day, a couple PIs, the game winner obviously went for the juggler on third and 13, but um, you know, now this team is looking up at the Titans. I was going to say they know our Jelani Woods guy's name. He, Matt Ryan knows his mm-hmm. name, another Tud for him. Mm-hmm. But like, um, that's who he doesn't know. Jelani. They're going to look back at this game and be like, we had a real opportunity here. I really do. Like, this is the Jags. They were they were looking down at the Titans and the the Colts. Those guys were wounded. When you have teams down in your division, you have to win ball games. They've lost three straight. So uh, I think this one sucks. And the tempo got to them. I think a little bit. You know, Doug talked about the tempo and how it negated their pass rush, and that can really do that, Kyle. You know that. Like, if you guys can keep up and you guys aren't breathing all hard and shit and your condition, we, we have trouble with that. that well, we're the only group on the field that doesn't rotate. So Yeah, we, but you also don't conditioned. have to run that far. Like, some of y'all run a long way <laughs> to get sucked off by your coaches in oh meetings. Oh, my God. Like, look how far I ran. I'm right next to the run oh. play. But, but like... <laughs> I feel like the same is done for defense. For sure. Are we at two minutes? Thanks, Reed. But yeah, you guys, you no, stay here. You guys, you don't rotate, but you take three kick steps, and then you watch A.J. Brown run We have to take three <laughs> kick steps and then cover 15 yards downfield and pick up the ball carrier. Kyle, did you cover 15 That's yards downfield all That's the time? All the time? No, we had four other guys that I taught to See, do that. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah. you employed them. I played safety. Did y'all ever game? You're like Waylon playing soccer. Yeah. He just hangs out at midfield. <laughs> he got that for me. And lets everybody <laughs> gather around the goal, and then he like congratulates people. That's great. That's, like, <laughs> that's so good. Um, all right. Let's start. Atlanta, San Francisco. Atlanta, Giant South? Ooh. Like... Scrap hey, dude, and run the the dog shit out of the ball on the the Niners who gave up uh, 168 yards on the ground. Um, Falcons went for 168. Niners had allowed 357 uh, through five weeks. Caleb Huntley, Tyler Algier, BYU, and Mariota all all rushed for more than 50, 50 or more. Arthur Smith, man, low key. Uh, as you, Robbins as y'all there. might remember, um, number six in my coach of the year rankings. That's good. Yep. Some people think he deserves more respect. Well, Rodney the Falcons, uh, Falcons are averaging a first down or touchdown once every 3.1 plays only behind Buffalo, Kansas City, and Baltimore. Falcons are incredible. Look at that. They're incredible. Send me that, Reed. Leading receiver, Olamide Zacchaeus. And they're, hey, listen, I'm, that, that, I'm, I'm ready to... What's the word when you when you just uh, when you give Believe. up? I'm ready to give up. Um, I'm not even gonna quit. Fight. Yeah, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> I'm quitting the Falcons under win total. I'm I'm saying, Uncle, the numbers five. Like they're gonna hit that next week somehow. They've got the Panthers two of the next four weeks. Yeah, they play the Panthers twice. So yep. we're we're done there. By the way, Bears Bucks eleven Bears. and a half under. They need to go nine and two for me to lose. I actually feel pretty good about that. That was a big swing game. Vikings over nine and a half. I got the Rams under nine and a half. That was a live one I hit yesterday. Wow. Uh, and then the, the the Texans over four and a half, which is probably not going to happen. So, um, all right, let's go. We're still under a minute there. Uh, two minutes, sorry. Ooh. Guys, we're crushing this. Okay. Niners get... banged up. That was an easy call. Listen to your green light pod picks. Yeah, no question, but I, I fucking put them in a teaser. Oh. Yeah. They were catching like five That's and okay. a half. You went, you went like 11 and three. We went good. We good. were good yesterday. Okay. They didn't charge so, up the boom box down there. So um, the other games that we, we kind of care about, uh, Rams and, and Panthers. We'll talk about Robbie Anderson in the, in the mentions. Well, that sure. was fun. Okay, so we'll save that game. There's nothing really to talk about in that game. You know, P.J. Walker's out there playing 
ancient Matt Stafford cam Akers. Their only good back is like, ah, oh, I'm out with personal reason, which is basically him and McVay getting together and being like, he's like, I'm not gonna play for you, coach. And coach is like, well, I don't want you to play for me because I'm trading you. Like, I don't want you to get hurt. And they're like, all right, good. That's it. That sounds pretty personal. Somebody was like, what do you think the personal reason is? I think it's just sounds business. Personal, yeah. It's actually I ironic because this is a business reason. That's the funniest but thing. But it's not personal. No, it's not personal. It's He's out with business. He's out for business reasons, bro. Next week, doubtful checking account. <laughs> or business. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got nothing to say about the game. Seattle, Arizona. Dan Orlovsky yeah. said it this morning. I caught this uh, this morning on the way in. Dan Orlovsky said, if fucking Deion, not he didn't say fucking because you know he goes <laughs> to church. Fucking, uh, if, if, if DeAndre Hopkins, fucking, uh, if DeAndre Hopkins is, is that important and he's that big of an excuse for why you're playing so terribly, then give him all Cliff Kingsbury's money. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky with a, with a spicy take. And it's true though. Because like you can't claim to be some dynamo on offense, have this wildly talented quarterback. Everybody can see this kid's talent. Everybody can see this kid's talent. Um, and he's out there just like everything's on him. And he has a study issue. Like we know that. So nothing, nothing's lining up real good for the Cardinals. And it's not like the second half of seasons is where they shine. So um, I'm fading the fuck out of the Cardinals, man. And I'm buying, I want to say this, Tariq Woolen, who made a couple nice plays yesterday, the UTSA kid. Uh, I know Sauce Gardner's getting a lot of attention Orange right now. Blue. This kid has four picks in four weeks, giving up a 36.9 passer rating. He's a big physical cat, like in the mold of those Pete Carroll corners. And like they stole him in like the fifth round. I think he was a receiver at UTSA. This kid's going to be really good. So. I think we're kind of at the precipice of where we can no longer be Tariq Woolen hipsters. He's going to be a national name at some Was point. Was he a, a junior college guy? I'm going to find out right now. They did about a 30, 40 second highlight cut up of Kenneth Walker runs, and my mouth was agape. Agape. Bro. Agape. That's such a good word, too. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, he's Turpin, except as a every down back now for Seattle. So Seattle quietly, are they good or are they not good? This is the question we should be asking. Seattle good or not good? Well, there's no middle ground. Good. Yeah, Seattle good. If I have to pick them, good. Good. Yeah. Fun as fuck. Yeah. Gino, awesome. Atlanta good or not good? <laughs> Fun. Not um, good. Fun. I'll, I'll go not good, but only because I have to. Giants good or not good? Good. Okay. Not good. Also fun. Not good? You said we were going to find out next week. Yeah, but no, no, no. I didn't say that. I said they're going to lose next week. That doesn't mean they're not good. Well, I think they're not as, they're not crownable. We were only given two options. We're just good, good or not good. good. That's why I'm it's here. A new segment. Third option. Bengals versus Saints. Any thoughts before oh, we hit no the mentions? thoughts, man. I, I had the fucking Saints. <laughs> and this looked perfect for, for 58 minutes, man. Um, and that's the way gambling works. But like, the Bengals, the Eagles, man, it, it was funny. We were sitting up there, had him on the small TV. I had basically almost damn circled him with my green marker, and they, they, end, up, uh, they end up losing that ball game. Reed and I were talking, and or Kingston maybe, some, somebody was like, are we panicking about the Bengals or something, or you know, are they bad? I think somebody said, are the Bengals bad? The thing that everybody's worried about with the Bengals is Joe Burrow getting going in the passing game. They got that done yesterday. I mean, they got going in the passing game. Uh, the thing they didn't do yesterday was stop the fucking run. I mean, the Saints ran all over these guys. Um, and I, I, I was 
I was kind of putting it in perspective. Not to bring up another 2018 Eagles story, but the, these are instructive stories, man. Like we were bad for 10 games after our Super Bowl. We were four and six before we made the playoffs. And it wasn't indicative of your roster. No, it's indicative of the process that goes through grinding and 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 the fatigue and the the complacency by some guys and the replacement of parts. Like that's another thing. Like usually Super Bowl teams don't overhaul their whole offensive line. So it's kind of unprecedented to compare them to another team with a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. And the other thing about this team is we've said this as well. They were a ten and seven team. Like they were not they just won big games. They weren't a perennial world beater team. So maybe what we saw second half of last year for Cincy was a run. I don't think so. I think they're a good team, and I think they're going to be dangerous, and people aren't going to want to see them in December. But it might take some time. It was the same thing with the Eagles when we won in 17. We were not like some perennial powerhouse. We were a, a, a shooting star. And then in 18, we came back down to earth, So, uh, which shooting stars don't do. Joe Burrow, Lamar Chase jersey, right? It was cool. So, are they a shooting star? Or are they an asteroid? Your your little your little upstart shooting star team was ten and one and thirteen and three. Who? The Eagles Super Bowl team. I know, but nobody thought we were going to be good. Like we weren't constructed to be perennially good. Remember that the underdogs we were making? Picked, yeah, I do. Well, I know you guys like to poke holes in in, <laughs> in things that are actually. I love German Shepherds. We got our ass kicked by you guys. Hey, he's the only one of us we, who doesn't I, have you guys had a great roster. I didn't even bring that up. We, I think we might have been underdogs against you, player. Yeah, you guys had a. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like uh-huh. you guys had a great. You guys had a great roster. Like yeah, yeah. you look at the match. I mean, yeah. And and it's like if we're playing the Bengals in my hypothetical football team that yeah. I play for. If I'm playing the Bengals, it's a matchup nightmare on Here's paper. Here's what you don't understand about shooting stars, because you're smart but sometimes dumb. The fucking shooting star, it burns hot and it goes fast. Mm. So being 10 and 1 doesn't disqualify you from so being a shooting a, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Perfect it, analogy. Like it's, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah. 60 seconds late, but thank you for the yeah, compliment. You're welcome. It's a shooting star. It goes fast and then it burns out. It's the same thing with the Bengals. We hope not, but they could be that kind of team. And when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, the window can close and open, but but it's not going to just perennially be open when you have to retool offensive linemen, you have the Super Bowl hangover, and you have a bunch of young guys that don't know how to win yet, bro. So And don't know how to lose yet yeah. either. Because some guys that are just there went to the AFC Championship, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Don't let them hang that's around. Just, that's just what happens. Yeah. Like when I went to the Chiefs, Goddamn I won't name any years. names. There's guys that think they're going to be there every year, you know? All right, so we've got to get into our Miller Lite mentions. Before mentions, we're uh, we're going to talk some coaches, specifically what coaches you would want to hang out bottle service side. Which ones are you doing? So we're going to pick five. You guys pick five coaches that we can uh, take you want to hang out with bottle service. Do a little bottle service action. Well, that came up yesterday for reasons sort of unknown. Bottle um, service. Bottle service. So, I've only had bottle service with one person in my entire life. Me too. You. 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 On multiple occasions. Club Space. Yeah. We went to Club Space. I don't know what that is. It's quite a club. We, I don't, I'm not sure live, we what it live was. Live, too? Live. We live. went to live. He had glitter on his fucking face the next day. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Rihanna was there. He had glitter. Do glit- the math. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's all I'm saying. He had glitter on his face at the, at the Miami-Virginia game. In a working capacity, yes. <laughs> he was up in the booth with glitter. I looked up at a fellow co-worker who said, you have glitter all over your face right now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't dude, have time. Yeah. I had to wake up and just get on the bus. It was incredible. 
Uh, Coach Grow made us stay about three hours away from. Here's the what I went. I went number one. I went um, Dan Campbell. No, I went number one. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin would be a fucking great time, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Like Mike Tomlin would be the man in the club. He would have you acting like the most player version of you. He'd have shades on in the club. The most, the most NFL player version of you would come out with Mike Tomlin. Okay, number two for me, Dan Campbell. He would split a bucket of beers. I oftentimes order a bucket of beers at a nightclub. You know, everybody else is speeding up. It's only one a.m. Like I got to slow down. So a bucket of uh, Miller Lights, Campbell. Uh, number three, I had McDaniel, but. Uh, I think I'm actually going to put Arthur Smith in there after wow, yesterday, nice. dude. Cool. So Arthur Smith. It'll be f- his first time in the club. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then fourth, uh, fuck, I don't want to forget anybody. Lovey Smith, because I need a guy Great call. that when I'm blacking out can be the voice of reason. You need a paternal figure in the club. Like Lovey would be like, hey, Chris, don't do that. You know, yeah. like that. And I would listen, even in my most hollow-eyed state. And then five, uh, I'll go... Mike Vrabel for the reasons that Dan Campbell, but he might start fights. It's kind of dangerous, both of those guys, same crew. No, I don't want him in the same crew. Okay, I'm ranking. Okay, okay. I, you can't have more than one coach in the club. Okay. You went with a lot of football guys. Yeah. I can't stand football guys, just meatheads, just can't even get them out of their element. So I went with hot guys. <laughs> I want hot guys with me in the club. Hold on, we have the same list, don't we? <laughs> Maybe. I had Arthur Smith, man. <laughs> I want I want hot guys who can talk to me about something other than football. Okay, yeah. now you might I'm, I say this name, you say hot. Well, teach his own. Okay, I'm going Kyle Shanahan. I'm going Nick Sirianni, that beautiful beard. I'm going Cliff Kingsbury. I'm going Sean McVay, and then I'm going Matty Lafleur. Was that a rank of the hottest coaches in the NFL? A little bit. What? A little bit. <laughs> you got they're a hey, they're all fit as a fiddle. Where'd you have Cliff Kingsbury? Three, Cliff Kingsbury was I wasn't, hot fifteen years ago, dude. Nah, Cliff's he, hot. Cliff Kingsbury's living off fifteen Save years it. ago. Cliff's you know, hot. I got it right here. I he's got living you. off fifteen years ago in that Cliff's department. Hot. He's, he's got he that, a nice he's that house. good haircut. Oh, people has he, no. He has a nice house, so you're definitely gonna get people to come with right, you after the club. Right, that's like, part of it. Cliff Kingsbury's those house. sunglasses, a nice taut face. Him and Sirianni have gotten a combined three hours of sleep. A little, I hey, in a week. The bags under the eyes of Sirianni, they play. Especially yeah, he's in so Philly. fucking. He's like he's so incensed the win, dude. And then he's to not block Mark, Micah Parsons. He's up all night thinking about not blocking Micah Parsons. And then he's like, hey, bottle of goose in the club. Yeah, yeah. with MG. Party like list. I like your list. Thank you. Who's different on, list. Who's on yep. your list? I also it's good have to have different, different list. Oh, good. We're gonna have every coach. I'm leading in the off with Brian Dable, uh, culture setter. Oh, he just yeah, that's a great one. He's a culture setter. You want him, and he's also no, he's excited. He's, he's excited also about from the, Canada. Is he really? And Canadians are fun to party with. And coach at Alabama, due to Ron Rivera, man. because he will call it like it is. <laughs> I've got Cliff Kingsbury because he looks like he was an extra in The Hangover, and he probably has cigs. He probably does have heaters. Good call. Lovey Smith. What kind of cigs is Cliff Kingsbury? Camel Crush because he's American keeping in spirits? mind the women because you know some women like to menthol it up. Yeah, that's true. You know some men too. Mm. Newports. Guilty if men are smoking menthols, they're Newports. They're Newports. Lovey Smith. I almost played for him. Yeah. Also, some good stories in the club. That beard is also it just yeah. plays well in the club. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, great exit plan if mm. things go south. Also, a little family overlap there. You know, his dad coached our dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. You tell stories. Got that going on? So, Like some of the fans, I mean, like 
Number two, Belichick. Somebody, Trevor Renfro ranked Belichick number two. Great conversationalist. This is from Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't I was know like, what? Uh, McCarthy five, so I can fight him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is going to invite McCarthy to club to, to live and then just beat the shit out of him. Just jump him. Him and the homies, just jump him. So, somebody said two. Liz Barnes said two. Belichick, want to hear his stories about hanging with Saban. It's loud in the fucking club. You think Belichick is going to carry a conversation with you he doesn't even talk to reporters he's contractually obligated to do that he's not gonna talk to you liz right exactly you got another bottle of uh there was one year back and no sparklers sparklers are a little fucking much i said nick uh you know okay let's get to mentions i don't know what you're saying into your microphone that bill Telling you a story. Oh my God! Look at this! Look at this! This is from Devin McCourty. They did it. Yes, it's the Jim Brown statue. (laughs) (laughs) He stopped at the Jim Brown statue, and of course, Dev posted it to his story because he's kiss ass. He's uh, (laughs) just in case Bill's checking everybody's Instagram stories. Captain Dev's got to put it up on the story. I'm just joking. Hey, his brother's doing NFL Network, right? Oh, he's so good at it too. No, he's doing Good Morning Football. Good Morning Football. He's dominating Good Morning Football. I think they 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 divorced their uh, so. Low uh, social accounts, didn't they? I think they're good for them. They're their own. That out. was really big. That they're was their own McCordy. Yeah, up. that was big. Yeah. Also, another divorce to talk about takes the heat off of Brady and Giselle. Right. Talking about the team player the McCordy, ultimate team. I player. thought that was such a fucking cop out, though. Who's saying it? I don't know. Could be either <laughs> of the twins. Also, like we get it, you're twins. Like, we get it. You look the same. You look the exact same. It's hard to differentiate you two, and you have the same account. This is a, you can hang your hat on this marketing strategy. Great taste, less filling. Okay, let's do it. Time for the Miller Lite mentions. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original, and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and I got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet. Heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Chris, your best plane ride? Uh, It's got to go to probably... Probably got to go to probably Kirk Cousins, probably. I mean, with the chains and everything, like I said, this is like a rite of passage. You're no longer a quarterback, you're a football player now. He's going to the cookout. Congratulations, yeah. New York Jets. Best plane ride. You're a good football team. 
I've got the Jets for the best plane ride as well. Bring it home some souvenirs too. Worst plane ride, cow. The Bucks, obviously. That's oh, I don't know if it's so obvious. I think Kyle. it's obvious because as an offensive lineman, after getting chewed out on national television by my Hall of Fame quarterback, the go, and then you got to fly home, and you're, yeah, you, you know, the whole thing sucks. Awkward city. Robbie Anderson. Did That's he go home one. on the, the team He plane? probably drove home. How about the guy sitting next to Robbie Anderson? <laughs> I might want to give worst plane ride out to the guy who sat next to Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson doesn't say shit. I guarantee it on planes. And after that game, That's super awkward. One. It's a long flight. Y'all's planes go fast, but that's yeah. still a long one. I'll give you the worst ride home. Poyer got hurt. Yeah, 15 got hurt. hours. 15 hour, I've never yeah. heard of that. 15 hour car ride because his ribs are fucked Amazing. up. He's probably just getting home right now. I'll go Arizona Cardinals. He's probably watching MacGruber. You're two and four he laugh, laughing. Though. He can't laugh because his ribs are fucked up. <laughs> they had a coach with him. He seems fine. He's watching MacGruber. The, go ahead. The cards are two and four, and you're playing on Thursday night. That's a tough scene. Real tough scene. What's next? Frank Gore Memorial Award. Mm, easy. The the player balling out in relative obscurity. Matt Ryan. 58 yep. throws, as you mentioned earlier. Guy threw his arm off the fucking AC joint there. For, for what? Nobody was watching. For the AFC South, it's for what? They're still battling down there in the AFC South. I'm going to go with that uh, DC defense from Thursday night, all right? Oh, yeah, Montez Sweat. Listen to some of these names. Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, F.A. Obata, Jamin Davis, Rashad Wild Goose. Guy's name's Wild, Wild Goose. Goose. Bro, I almost stopped. I did stop the game. Ben St. Juiced, Cam Curl. Saint this is Juiced. a fun Do you ever just stop the game and take a picture of something? Yeah, dude. And just have nothing to do with it? I got a picture of Wild Goose in yeah. my fucking phone. I have no idea what to do yeah. with it. Workshopping that. Shout out to that defense. My okay. STL Memorial slash Frank Gore Award will go to the New York Football Jets offensive line. Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Herbig. Last name Herbig. That's right. We've got Elijah Vera Tucker. Guys who have uh, been asked to step up in unique situations From this year. From guard to tackle, guard to left tackle, yeah. left guard, right tackle. I mean, he plays everywhere, um, and, and he hasn't bitched about it. And I, I love that the Jets are coming together as an offensive line. Fly on the wall. We've talked about it. Robbie Anderson. Just let's. Oh yeah, give what me the was going on there? Because yeah. the coach was like, "I wish you would punch me in the face." Right. Like, I wish you would. Yeah. Which is an odd. Like the NFL is amazing. Like in, I guess in baseball they do this. I guess in basketball they do this sometimes. But coaches and players just getting down and dirty. It's it's theater. It's great. They should theater. be able to. Fight. And Robbie Anderson might have done that on purpose because he wants the fuck out of there. But did he ruin his trade value? People are like, he's not trying to fight us. A little bit. That's why he's got to go somewhere like Green Bay, where Rodgers can be like, listen, man, he's good. You don't fuck with a guy with a haircut like Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> mm -hmm. bro. My fly on the wall is. Well, actually, I'm going to call it the Fish in the River Award at, in Knoxville because the goalposts are now oh, in the river. Yeah, I'd call. love to be a fish in that river. Yeah, just swimming around. See all the people like, running up like, holy this, shit, dude. what is happening? And then a big giant metal thing gets thrown in there. Oh, another asshole of the week. The SEC fining Tennessee $100,000 for... I love rules, though. You love rules. That's rules wild. are rules. Um, okay, okay, okay. Fly on the wall. Keenan Allen and Brandon Staley as they worked that tweet out. <laughs> yeah. The fan perspective, did you hear this? He was tweeting from a fan perspective. Right. Strange. It's really strange. Good bud. If you guys ever want to complain about me or like just like just talk about how shitty I am as a boss, just do it from a fan perspective. <laughs> yes. Chris, from a fan perspective. Uh, uh, you know, and Keenan Allen no unlikely to play tonight. Or something, huh? Versus the Broncos. What? Unlikely to play. Oh, Keenan Allen. Okay. Yep. Um, 
Hollow Man, I'm going to go Kyle Larson oh. in NASCAR. Is he your Hollow Man oh. as well? Well, it was on the dock, and it was on the dock because of me. So I'll, I'll get my Hollow Man was okay. not that. Okay. So. Kyle Larson said a racist thing last year, famously on a video game channel. And then what does he do yesterday? He wrecks uh, the only black dude, Bubba Wallace, in the entire racetrack. And then Bubba Wallace comes to throw hands, and Kyle Larson's like, I really can't do anything about this right now, because if I fight back... It was a tremendous <laughs> Devontae Adams shove there on Kyle Larson. If that car Look, wasn't like, there, if like, that cup car's not there, Kyle Larson's flying into the tr into the racetrack, pretty Ka much. Kyle Larson's like, don't hey, you remember the video game thing? Like, I lit literally can't, <laughs> I can't fight you, bro. Hey, man, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> Uh, so he's Hollow Man just for for saying racist shit, and then on top of it, a year later having to having to get punked by Bubba Hollow Wallace. Man Gillikin, the uh, Saints punter. Saints were up twenty six twenty four, two minutes to go. You have some hope, and then he fires off a twenty nine yarder, which gave the ball to the Bengals at their own forty. Next play, Burrow to chase sixty yards. Gumble's call on this was uh, Gillen will want Gillikin will want to get a good one off, short, horribly short, which is a pretty fun. <laughs> Pretty That's fun good. call for a punter. Superdome, screwing with punters. Last week we had Dixon forget the punt button and just run right into Oh, that defenders. was one of the funniest plays I've ever seen. Everywhere. Hollow Man, the future Nashville stadium. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's a, a dome. That's so good. Bevel Conway, you're going uh, Philly-Dallas, eh? Bevel Conway, I'm going Philly-Dallas. You know... I, I'm not going to – I might leave it for you, Tennessee, Alabama. I'll stay in the SEC. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go LSU in Florida in the swamp. Oh, that's beautiful. Looked great. Um, uh, shout forms. out. Beautiful. Hey, this is right there for the taking, but Richmond is screwing it up. Richmond and Villanova played a game of football. Could have been perfect. TCU has red in their helmets. Well, but that's for a reason. Like the Horn Frog yeah, yeah. draws blood, blood or something, yeah, cool. and they, their goal line is red, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. badass. Mm -hmm. A little bit much. Stupid. I'm going Tennessee Bama just for the scene. Yeah, I mean, like you're sure. watching that scene. That's the scene of the year. That's the aerial shot of the I year just in love college the crowd football. Crowd shots. It's so fucking cool, man. Nervous I, I SEC so much women. FOMO watching that. Nervous SEC women. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, they really care a lot. It's amazing. Like, I did all my makeup to come here and be nervous. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Yeah. Game. Well, yeah, no, no, no. And I don't want to cry. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. So cry. The mascara is running everywhere. Um, okay. So that's, uh, do we have anything else? Game ball? Game, game ball. ball? Game ball. Yeah. I have a game ball somewhere in here. Quentin Williams game ball. Oh, nice. It's a big coming out party for him, man. It's coming out party for the Jets. He has his big national coming out party the same day. People know now Quentin Williams is a dog. He's got that dog in him. I'm going to give a game ball to uh, Bubba Wallace for, for dumping Kyle Larson yeah. after he got squeezed on the top side. Is that what happened? Yeah, so Kyle Larson was passing a, a car on the low side, and when he cleared that car, he didn't give Bubba enough room on the top. Bubba couldn't make the turn. He got sandwiched into the so wall. Bubba dumped so him. Bubba went whoosh, at Bubba. like 160 and dumped everybody. Give him the game ball. Sick. We got a hollow man and a game ball at NASCAR. Jalen Hurts, he's really good. We covered it. Yeah. We covered it well. Yep. But congrats to, to President Hurts. Six and oh. Yeah. Asshole of the week. <laughs> I already gave mine out. Wink it's, Martindale. It's the it's the And assholes wink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use use the word again, but hey, Al Michaels, can we be a little bit nicer to Kirk? We can, we can tell you don't like Kirk on Thursday nights. Be a little bit nicer to the guy. Oh, yeah. Cut him a little slack. Yeah. Well, he's also up af after midnight 
uh, watching like really, objectively terrible really football. bad games. I forgot to say, yeah. Troy Aikman never mentioned Pat passing his all-time touchdown. Patrick. Patrick. God, I hate you. <laughs> Take care. Welcome to the club. Troy Take never care. mentioned it. Troy never Take mentioned care. it to Patrick. Take care. Which is crazy. Welcome to the club. <laughs> on the on the broadcast. And now we've got Nicole Hour back. Uh, and we talk some college football. Nicole Auerbach joins us, and um, I just heard your dad's a Jets fan, so good for him. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, li- listen, it's, there's few and far things for them to be excited about, so yeah. he'll take it. And we had the, the Michigan Wolverines got a win yesterday. I was joking that I also had a good weekend like um, with Virginia on a bye, so that was good for, yep. for everybody. Yep. Congratu- uh, on congratulations the- <laughs> yeah, on that. Thanks. No problem. But let's, let's get to the place. Like I, I, I had major FOMO last night uh, watching – I think everybody who wasn't in Knoxville last night had a little bit of FOMO. Like I would have loved to have seen what that that felt like there. I mean, I'd love to help them carry that goalpost out of there. I mean, like incredible atmosphere. Is Tennessee the best team in the country now? So I, I ranked them number one in my overnight ranking. And they got some first place votes in the AP poll and all the various polls. And I I said, listen, they have the best one in the country. I mean, I, I get that people want to put keep Georgia there based on just throttling Oregon week one or, you know, I, I think Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country. They haven't really played anybody. Clemson's actually the only team that has a win over two top 25 teams, mm. which is kind of crazy because we're not yeah. even talking about them. But to me, Alabama is the best win in the country. And what I thought was really great about it was just, A, they won the game the way Tennessee wins games this year. Like that they did not go away from anything that they're, good at and they absorbed the punches late i mean how many times times have we seen alabama win that game even though they probably shouldn't we just saw that against texas a few weeks ago so i thought it was awesome i think i put them as number one i'm willing to fluctuate week to week but to me like that is the best win that anybody has this year yeah it was incredible and they they did like they leaned into who they were i mean they they, all their scoring drives early were like two minutes i mean the the tempo was crazy (laughs) and uh you know, I jumped on the live over and I was like, damn, that's a lot of points. But it just kept rising and rising into the 90s on the WinBet app. I was like, uh, I, I, they can't possibly do this, but they did. They kept pace the whole game. Um, and and the end of that game, I feel like you're walking away and you're saying, I feel better about Bryce Young after last oh, yeah. night. Like, like yeah. you know, it's a loss, but I actually feel like he's better than I thought he was when I woke up yesterday. <laughs> Which is crazy to say about a Heisman Trophy winner, but like you can see, I, I was listening to um, some of my pals and they were like, he's one of one. And that yeah. is exactly what he is. They would have no chance in that game. That game would have been a blowout without Bryce Young. He is such a special player. And we weren't really sure, you know, how healthy he'd be. That's a tough dude. I mean, he absorbed yeah. a lot of hits in that game too. Sure um, so it was just, you mentioned like the goalposts and everything that happened afterwards. Did you see that Tennessee is fundraising off of this and asking for people to help pay for the new goalposts? That <laughs> like, seems like uh, <laughs> ambitious, doesn't it? Well, I was just like, listen, you're bringing like what fifty five million dollars a year from TV right. revenue. Like, what what are we doing here? I, I, I know you can't find that in the couch cushion. I actually thought that was <laughs> a, a like an Onion article or something when I saw it, and yeah. it turned out to be real, huh? This is the first I'm learning that it was real. 
Well, I think they're just they're saying like, do you want to fundraise? Like, yeah. you give us you yeah. know sixteen for breaking this you know the sixteen year drought. Blah blah blah. So I get all of that. You know, the the thing that I was most fascinated about with the post game because yes, absolutely looked incredible and also yeah. really therapeutic. And it yeah. you know I, I was in Ann Arbor last year when Michigan snapped its streak against Ohio State, so I, yes. I know how the stadium feels yeah. in mm-hmm. that moment, right? Like it's it's like heaving. And, and it looked that way in Knoxville, too. Um, so I had questions about this, about the cigars. Yeah. So first of all, obviously, like, they just let everybody bring cigars and lighters and cutters and everything into the stadium. That's I really that's, interesting. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I, I assume that there's just like a wink, wink, nod, nod. But also, yeah. do you think that those Tennessee fans who maybe they're not bringing them every single year just in case, but like these last few years, there obviously haven't been a ton of, you know, a ton of faith but do you worry about jinxing yourself by by packing a cigar in your pocket i would yeah i think you do i think we've gotten to the point in society where like if you tweet anything remotely positive about a team who's winning and they lose like people are like you that's your fault like people (laughs) are so obsessed with jinxes i don't think there's anything Mm -hmm. to it in fact i always tell this story like uh before the super bowl when we were playing um i was in new england we were getting ready to to play the falcons and man, this looked like a jinx for about three and a half quarters, but me and a couple of D linemen got a couple of bottles of Andre at CVS uh, and Andre. packed them in our bag. <laughs> yeah, well, the, we forgot. That. We forgot until the last minute. We we we, we should have gotten some. I'm sure the DBs would have had some, like, or the, the, the wide receivers would have had some better champagne. But, you know, I think had we lost, that would have been a huge jinx. I think I would have looked back in, at that and been like, I'm an idiot. I don't know, though. Yeah. I, the thing for me is... Um, all these college kids were out there buzzing because people sleep on a cigar and what it does to you. Like a cigar will knock you on your ass. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I had friends recovering the game who were just like, it was a sea of smoke. Like every yeah. post game interview, <laughs> everything on the field, it was just like this yeah. giant cloud of smoke. So uh-huh. yeah, I mean, even if you weren't personally smoking a cigar, like the secondhand, you were getting a cigar one way it. or another, <laughs> one way or another. I was really jealous. I was just such a cool scene. Like once a year in college football, I feel like I have major FOMO looking at a situation yep. and that would have been one. really cool to be there. Okay. So Michigan destroys Penn state. Did we learn anything about either of these two teams? Yeah. Well, I think we learned Penn state is not in the same category as Michigan and Ohio state. And I feel like we do this every single time Penn state plays one of these teams. I know they've beaten Michigan in, in the James Franklin era, but like it, it feels like it's been a while. I think it's been three years, and, right? You know, like the COVID year and all that stuff. It was a weird season, but um we just continually come out of these and and talk about the gap that's there between penn state and these other teams and like you heard penn state defensive players just talking about like it was embarrassing like they were pushed around like michigan's offensive line is awesome they were they won the joe moore award last year and they might be even better this year blake corum legitimate heisman trophy contender he should be he's one of the best running backs in the country if not the best so i feel like we learned that um and we learned that they just you know i jj mccarthy used the term butt kicking but it was an ass kicking right like it was just a very thorough it was a clinic and only reason it was even as close as it was at the half or even looks respectable at the end was because of a fluke pick six so like it was just absolutely everything you wanted to see i think if you're a michigan fan so michigan Real Tennessee, real. Yep. Okay, yep. Uh, bottom of your top ten. I'm going to read four unbeaten teams um, that are fun stories, but which one's actually legit, and which one could actually end up in the playoff? I mean, they're all legit except for maybe Syracuse. No offense to Syracuse. Like I'm, 
I love Syracuse. Like I always tell people, Carrier Dome, that's a beast to play up there. I'm happy for Coach Babers. They're fun, but they're not that good, right? I mean, I won't I won't bring Syracuse into this. All right, UCLA, <laughs> Ole Miss, or TCU? Which of the three? Unless you were going to say Syracuse, which no, of those? No, I was not. Th- I, was, I, I was not. <laughs> Although, again, like Syracuse has a clear path to the playoff, beat Clemson, they, win yeah. the ACC. I guess. Yep, um, it but could no. happen. I, I think you're right that, you know, those are probably the ones. Um, I feel like the most likely of those three to be a true playoff contender is UCLA. I right. feel like that path is super clear. Right. They've got Oregon this coming week in a massive game. Game day is going to that one because it's it's huge. And But I think, you know, UCLA, good enough team, really good offense, DTR, Jake Bobo, Zach Charbonnet, really love them, like really fun to watch. So if if they get through this game, then it's really just USC at the end of the year. So, you know, a one-loss Pac-12 team, one-loss Pac-12 champ going to be in the playoff mix, I think, this year. And they also, you know, could possibly get through all of this unblemished. If they do, they're certainly going to be in. So I, I feel like that's it. It would be hard to pick, you know, Ole Miss, even though they played really well. Schedule so backloaded and yeah. it's the SEC. But um, so so I'd go with the Bruins. But again, okay. that could be proven totally wrong six days from now. So we'll see. Speaking of that, um, I was up late uh, sweating a Utah bet. Um, thank you very much, Kyle Whittingham. Love that guy. Love his attitude down there uh, on fourth and one. And and going for it, yeah, that was um, great. And, that was and great. going for the win too, like a two point conversion. So I love that. Um, but I didn't love. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the clock operation at the end of that game? Yes. What the hell yes. was going on there? So that was peak Pac twelve refs and Pac twelve officiating. I don't understand. There were like multiple things wrong. Obviously, they didn't start the clock as the play was happening. And then they added more time instead of taking time off. Like if they had lost that game, that would have been an all time. All time. Officiating disaster. All time. That was so, so bad. Well, so the guy picked, if you didn't watch the game, like, uh, you know, it's very complicated situation, but um, Caleb is scrambling and throws a pick in the waning moments of that game. and there's pass interference. So the pick is obviously negated, but the time continues to run as the player returns the the interception. And I'm sitting there and the clock, I'm watching the clock, the ball is picked off with around 14 seconds to go. And the clock freezes at 12 seconds for eight seconds, probably. And the guy goes out of bounds and Whittingham is incensed because he's like, how about we have four seconds left in this game and get the fuck out of here? Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I, and I'm, well, okay, I'm kind of screaming also, at the TV in principle, right? You know what I mean? It's the home, it's the home field clock operator. You would <laughs> yeah, think what, that what the, they would be helping what are we Utah doing? in whatever, whatever fiasco <laughs> is happening. But yeah, so yeah. they didn't run the clock. Then when they, they reviewed it, they added more time back. That it was it was insane. Like Kyle was like, "That's bad," you know. Like that is bad. You'll see tomorrow. That's bad, and 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 we did see, and it, and it is bad. So I, I wasn't seeing things. I wasn't hallucinating. Pac-12 officials. No. I apologize to people that watch that on the regular. Okay. Um. And lastly, Clemson. We we overrate them, then we underrate them. Like where where are we now? I think we're probably underrating them. Yeah, I think we are. Like I said, so they have two wins over top twenty-five teams, which is better than everybody else in the right. top twenty-five. Um, they also are on a 13 game win streak. So like think back to where we were at the beginning of last year and all the narratives around Clemson because they lost to Georgia and right. DJ looked really bad. Like they couldn't do anything. 
So Dabo was like a little salty in the post game after this one because he was like, oh, you know, brought up that, right? And yeah. he was like, you know, winning 13 games in a row, like we're a good football team. You don't just like accidentally do that. And so, you know, he promoted from within. He stuck with DJ, which, by the way, no more quarterback conundrum right. there. Like, he's the guy. He's played really well these last few weeks. Um, and, you know, they, they've they done a good job. Florida State, like, tried to come back in that game and showed a lot of fight at the end. Yeah. But, you know, Clemson's really good at, even if they have a slow start, like, pulling away from these teams that they've been playing. So right. I absolutely think we're underrating them. And, like, it's very – possible that they're going to finish the season undefeated ACC champs and be back in the playoff and so, like, no it's one so boring. is talking about that it's it just is boring. It because is boring. I'm trying to ignore it I'm just like nope nope <laughs> like I'm always like you know just uh I don't want to see it I, I don't want to see it but yeah. I got to hand it to Dabo and I'm not the biggest fan all the time but you know Tony Elliott's here in Charlottesville it hasn't started great like I'm sure he'll be fine but you know Venable's not doing you know, the best job at Oklahoma relative to expectations, uh, although those are high expectations. Like, you thought maybe Clemson takes a step back, the coordinators have success. This looks good for Dabo. I mean, like, it's good for the stability of that program, which we don't need much more of. So, well, and he, so again, he promoted from within to replace yep. those guys. He is still avoids the transfer portal, right. like not a huge NIL guy, yep. stuck with the quarterback when everyone was like, is DJ the guy? And he may be proven right on all of those things. So, yes, it's not a great time to be someone who's like not a huge Dabo guy because it looks like all of his stubbornness is actually maybe going to pay off. Yeah. And like hats off to him because, you know, I thought he wouldn't be able to endure players being paid, but he's stuck around. I thought he was going to find another line of work when players started getting paid. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's endured that and he's endured the, the leaving of the, the coordinators and yeah, he's doing it the right way. So hats off to Clemson and to Dabo. Okay. So, uh, that was college football week, whatever it was, seven, eight, what, how far? Seven. Golly. Seven. We're at the midpoint. Yep. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Thank God. It just feels like, it feels like it's getting late early. Um, all right, Nicole, you'll be back next week and, um, hopefully we'll have a lot more to talk about. Thank you so much for your time. All right. See you next week.